106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Most of us have never been in the concentration camp experience. We've never had to go through that horror and tragedy, and so one would think that today it would be easier to find meaning in life. And yet, I sense that it's more difficult, in a sense, today than it was in years past. Do you, do you think that? You're absolutely right. Well, why is because that? Because we are living in a society, either in terms of an affluent society or in terms of a welfare state, as we in Austria are living in, Anyway, these types of societies virtually, or at least they are out virtually to satisfy and gratify each and every human need. Except for one need, the most basic and fundamental need operant in man, the need for meaning. Uh, consumer societies, even creating needs, but the need for meaning, or as I'm used to referring to it, the will to meaning remains unfulfilled. It's what I'm used to as, uh, uh, calling uh, recently the unheard cry for meaning. You scarcely will find any reference to what is the most fundamental and basic concern of man. Neither pleasure nor happiness, nor power or prestige, but Originally and basically, his wish, his desire to find and fulfill a meaning in his life, or for that matter, in each single life situation confronting him. And if there is a meaning to fulfill, if he's aware, if, if he becomes cognizant of such a meaning, then he's ready to suffer, he's ready to offer sacrifices, He's ready to undergo tension, stress, and so forth without any harm being done to his, to his uh, health. But if there is no meaning available, no meaning in, uh, in, uh, in his visual field, then he takes his life. Can you imagine a, a situation for a human being which is more... Uh, full of stress than Auschwitz mm. and virtually all neurotic symptomatology disappeared in Auschwitz. Mm. And the degree to which suicide took place in Auschwitz and Dachau was astonishingly, astonishingly surprisingly low. And on the other hand, in the welfare state of Austria, a teacher showed me a list of questions his, his students, his pupils, were allowed to ask him, and you know what was top ranking on the list as to it, the frequency of the questions. Suicide among youngsters of 14 to 15 years of age in a welfare state such as Austria. Suicide. There were virtually no stress or tensions because they are pampered. Nobody uh, allows himself to challenge them. What young people need are ideals and challenges, personal tasks and, and 
to begin with in the first place, examples, personal examples, mm -hmm. but not the cowards, who coward people who don't venture to confront them with anything because they might become angry because they are challenged. Neither parents nor school teachers are courageous enough to challenge them. Don't arouse tensions. Mm -hmm. Don't create tensions. Don't put stress on them. Mm -hmm. See? Uh, uh, people are today, they are not over-demanded, they are under-demanded. Howdy do to you. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. And uh, this is our 54th broadcast. And the date of this broadcast is the uh, 11th day of April 2020. So happy to have you with us whenever you are deciding to listen night or day. That's the beauty of this. Or if you want to listen to a little bit now, a little bit later, thank you for listening. There's a couple, uh, if you're new, there's a couple ways you can get to us and communicate with us or look at us from different uh, attributes. So you may have picked us up on a podcast, uh, your source of podcasting, No Hostages Radio is our name, but you could also go to our website at nohostagesradio.com. And you could pick up some articles there if you're interested in articles that I write. I submit them to a local paper here in Northern California in Yuba County called the Territorial Dispatch. The paper just sold to a, a new man, and he uh, has a number of papers, seven or eight papers uh, throughout California. And I was just told here a few hours ago that not only we all we do a hard copy or they do a hard copy, and then they also have an internet site. So the inter internet site now is up. We used to call it territorialdispatch.biz, but it's now changed to territorialdispatch.com. So you can look at the entire paper, all the ads, page by page by page by page. On that website, uh, you should never have to search for a paper, can't find a paper, get frustrated. So it's territorialdispatch.com. .com. Or you can get one at your favorite uh, spot here and uh, around the area. I know a lot of businesses are closed because of the uh, virus restrictions the government has placed on the community. So, uh, But the papers are available in a variety of places in Yuba, Sutter, Calusa, Butte, and maybe up in Nevada a bit, Nevada County. I know my friend reads one up there at a restaurant. So they should be out. They're coming out a day or so later than normal. So I just saw them unloading them today, uh, which is uh, we're brought, I'm working on this on Thursday for the uh, Saturday release. So uh, they're, uh, they're showing up on Thursdays <clears throat> from the printing plant and then getting distributed out. So they should be out each Friday. You should be able to get them. They're more colorful, a little slightly smaller format, uh, more color, more photos. Uh, it's good. Freshened it up, new set of eyes. 
So uh, check it out if you want. But so anyway, I, I got onto that by saying that the website at nohostagesradio.com has those two articles that I write every week if you're interested in reading articles. Some of the articles are local, local being local to what's going on politically in our specific area where I live here in Yuba County, Northern California. But also I, I write on things like the school systems, culture, politics that are uh, more state or federal. Uh, so you may find something of interest. The other thing I would just say is that the ailments of California are being exported to your state. So for you folks, unfortunately, that are uh, in these other places where are more desirable to live right now, uh, these problems that have been brought to us uh, by socialism are being exported to right across the line to Oregon, uh, Nevada, Arizona, and then on a little farther to Utah, Idaho. And uh, so I know some of you are scattered around the country farther, uh, which congratulations. I know you, your gas is like a dollar and a half per gallon cheaper when we were way up towards $4.00 way to go and your taxes are lower and you can have a gun and you don't have to go through all the bureaucracy that we're facing here it's fairly stifling here uh i i was never i've never seen anything like this we had um a sheriff's deputy sutter county sheriff's deputy actually stop people from putting their boat in the river um to go fishing there's a big hullabaloo about that and uh so there's just uh People have lost their mind in government here. They're nice people, but they are being told what to do by higher-ups. And everybody's salary and employment and retirement depends on them following every jot and tittle of the law. And so they do it, even if they don't like it. They're following orders. And so that's what's going on here. And all the rest of us that are being told that we're healthy as a horse, as they say, we got to hide from this virus. First time in history that's ever happened for me. Uh, I've been around for 70 years, so uh, it's interesting. I'm I'm bobbing and weaving, trying to dodge Corona, uh, the Chinese Wuhan flu, or more commonly called the Kung flu. So we're bob bobbing and weaving, dodging that thing. I never heard of such a thing. It doesn't make any scientific sense, but this whole Corona thing doesn't make scientific sense, except for the fact that. It is what I'm told, talking to a, a medical, a lady that's a friend of mine that helps me in the jail, retired from medicine, used to teach in college, knows quite a bit about medicine. She said, Lou, it's a, it, look at it, one way to look at it, it's a respiratory, it's a cold with a respiratory twist. So you know how some people uh, to say, uh, oh, Susie's got a cold. And then you talk to her and you said, oh, yeah, I had a bad cold. It went right to my sinuses, right? You've heard that before. I got a sinus infection. It's just all up in my head. It's a head cold. Remember that? You heard that term? Or you'll hear a term called, it's a chest cold. And it just, oh, it just got in my chest. I couldn't breathe. I had all kind of phlegm in my chest. <coughs> all kind of phlegm in my chest. And that's how we used to describe these things. Nobody quarantined them. We didn't quarantine the whole community, the whole state, the whole nation. What we did hope for is like, or or we had kids with snot running out their green snot or white snot running out their nose at school. We'd send them home. We'd call the parents and say, hey, Johnny's got snot running out of his nose. He's got a fever. Take him home. 
quarantine him. We we didn't use the word quarantine. We just say take him home till he gets well. So we would we would we would take kids out. We'd call kids out of the school system, and then at work we would tell people go home, go home, take it easy, rest up, right? And we would self quarantine. Now we got to quarantine all the healthy people and shut the whole place down. To me. The whole phenomenon of shutting the place down is people like, well, are you saying the whole thing's a conspiracy? I have a, n- a number of theories on it I might get to at, at some point today. What I do think is either you look at a conspiracy or just bad, damn bad decision-making. I told a couple of the law enforcement guys I work with and have great respect for, I said, I feel like I'm on Noah's Ark and the mentally ill are making decisions over the place. So... um but back in the day, we, you know, you'd go to like I'd go to the jail and I'd say, "Oh, where's so and so?" And they say, "Oh, she's got the flu, or he's got the flu, or well, we got three people down with the flu, and and we got, you know, got all kinds of we're shorthanded and we got to work over, we, you know, and so if you're working in any in institutional settings, you think, "Oh, the flu's going through this place, or a cold's going through this place, or something, something." Right? That's just how it works. And people would self, "I don't feel good, so I'm not coming in today." Well, everybody was thankful because they didn't want to get it, right? Because we give things to each other. Are you with me? And uh, so this corona thing, you can give it to each other. But now we got everybody's got to stay home, which is just totally stupid. Now, I wanted to um, I wanted to play you something that was sent to me because everybody, there's all kinds of doctors coming on the air. And all kinds of stuff, and like what's going on with this coronavirus. So this, I'm gonna. This is kind of low tech. So this is off my Android phone, but it's a recording. I'm gonna hold it right to the mic, and I'm gonna give you a little deal on the take. How long? If you're wondering, how long is this gonna go on? We're gonna tell you right now. All right, so so that's what Alexa thinks, and TDS is uh, or uh, is uh, D- DTS is Donald Trump syndrome. That's what she's referring to there, Alexa. So uh, everybody's got an opinion, and uh, I I got a lot of people in the community that uh, that I considered friends over the years, and uh, and even at one time went to church with that have absolutely lost their minds and may have lost our friendship over it, but that's okay. I've been through a lot of people that once were my friends and now aren't anymore. I just find somebody new. There's 7 billion people on the planet. And so there's lots of people to like make new friends with. Well, um, so that's that. Let's see, where do we go? Oh, I played, um, a clip on the intro to today's show from Victor. If you, we, there was no introduction who that guy that had a German accent was. That's Victor Frankel, F R A N K L. He was in uh, 
He, he survived the Holocaust, although most of his family members did not. When he went into the Holocaust, or he went into the uh, encampments and uh, was held hostage and probably was destined to die, uh, he had opportunity to leave the uh, Germany and get out because he was a highly honored and respected psychiatrist. He was sort of a psychiatrist of the psychiatrist. He taught psychiatrist. And uh, he wrote a book called um, Man's Search for Meaning, probably wrote, wrote other books, but I read that book a couple different times, Man's Search for Meaning. It's it's really a very good read. But I ran across uh, a clip on There's numbers of clips on YouTube if you're interested in Viktor Frankl. Uh, go ahead and check those out. I think it will be inspiring and help dial you in, particularly if you're a, uh, a youngster, millennial or younger. Uh, it, it'll... Uh, it will tweak your brain a little bit because uh, it's it's actually uh, healthy, normal talking as opposed to foolishness today, Viktor Frankl. And so that was a talk about relevance and how to find meaning in life by Viktor Frankl. If you wanted to know who was that guy, that guy with a weird accent, who was that guy? So um, I wanted to uh, just I was looking up some uh, the coronavirus stats here right now. Uh, we have all these uh ridiculous restrictions here in California and California is not having much sickness and they they're you know you'll notice what's going on now I wrote an article uh where is it here uh about will the cure kill the patient it's in last week's territorial dispatch let's see this is April 10th version I'm looking at here so that would have been April 3rd and uh, will the cure kill the patient I think it's going to and uh, the fact is that they predicted, they being the uh, the uh, experts at the high point of this country, in the high places of this country, they began to predict that this was unlike any other ailment that affects uh, any community every year. And uh, human beings are afflicted by ailments. We have never shut down the world over an ailment before like this. And so all of a sudden we're shutting down the world and all these big shots, Fauci and Burks and all these people have made all these wild predictions based upon models. Now, when you hear a model, I want you to think of something in the past that was called a model. Remember the hockey stick model? The hockey stick model had to do with global warming. And we learned eventually that the hockey stick model was totally uh, a fake uh, it was a manufactured fraud. It was based on faulty information, concocted information. It was a lie. Scientists who we used to have high regard for, we had uh, high esteem, higher regard, high respect. They were apolitical in our minds, and we just said, hey, they're scientists. They're like doctors. You You trust what they say. They've gone to a lot more schooling than you have. You have high regard for them, and they wouldn't be political. That has all changed. So whether you're thinking about journalists or scientists, they have all changed, and they all have agendas because they're being funded by the deep state. They're being funded. And uh, so the the, the climate uh, change or the global warming, scientists were getting millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars from government to say this, that the earth was coming to an end 
unless we take control of all the resources and change the way we do business. No more fossil fuels, no more plastic bags, no more this, no more farting, no more this, no more that. And that was a model. That model was completely fallacious. For you out in, in Oliverston, Linda, that means it was crap, fallacious. It, it was not true. And uh, so now we have these models that are predicting the coronavirus damage of on humans. And some of the models for the United States had deaths over 2 million people. Now, last year, I've, I've heard figures. I've, I've looked it up a couple of times, but I, my brain is like a colander. So if I don't use it right away, it falls right at the bottom. So I think last year that the, the flu, just a normal flu, was killing about nationally 60,000, 70,000 people. Last year, I think 2019 or 2018, we had uh, something like 72,000 proven overdose, which is an underestimate, probably more 80 to 90,000 overdose deaths. Nobody sweat any tear. Nobody, nobody sweat blood or had tears over it. Uh, either one of those figures, we didn't shut down anything. Well, you didn't lose any sleep over it, da, 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 da. So now we're all freaked out. I got friends that don't, they're just mad at me. They're angry or they're, they're cussing our church. They're like got all bad attitudes. They're big old fat gossips. Uh, Jesus hates gossip. God hates gossip. In fact, he had, he may have more of a bad attitude about gossip than he does going to have sex with your neighbor. Look it up for yourself. Just Google gossip and see how much it comes up and how, how you get hammered. You need to shut your stinking mouth and, and quit talking trash out there. What's going on here, here's what's happening, is that now, now they've revised their models from 2.2 down to 100 to 200,000 here a few days ago. Now they're down below, they're down around 60,000 deaths. Well, if this 60,000, and by the way, watch these statistics. You, you follow the statistics for the normal flu and for uh, heart, heart uh, deaths from coronary deaths. And you look at pneumonia deaths, and I'll bet they drop. In fact, they, my, people that have been talking I've been listening to said those stats are already dropping. Who, who do you think's getting the benefit of those statistics of people dying? They're putting, over, they're putting them all under corona, COVID deaths. And so Burks the other day, Dr. Burks, the female, Dr. Burks said that if if a person had was shot four, she didn't say this. I'm just going to tell, you, tell them my words. If a guy was shot 14 times by the police, and they were having a shootout with a guy, and he got shot 14 times, and he came to the hospital alive, and he survived for a day, and then he died, but he had COVID on board, they're going to write that off to a COVID death. You think, oh, Lou, you're exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Look it up. You look it up. She didn't use the shooting example, but she said if anybody dies in this country, and they got COVID on board, we're going to write that up as a statistic for a COVID death. They want as many statistics that they can get. Now, you've heard of our U.S. military. And uh, usually you think of uh, the the U.S. military. uh, The U.S. military or cops or firefighters or whatever, they're a special breed of people. And I don't mean to I'm not saying that sarcastically or facetiously, or uh, I'm not taking a cheap shot. I'm just saying they're especially wired. And so it isn't unusual uh, to, they're trained for us to deal with trouble. That's what they're, that's trained for deal with trouble. And if there isn't any trouble, they get antsy. And, and there's a firefighter loves a good fire. 
I'll just say it that way. And you say, oh, Lou, it's just like a trauma intervention program. I'll say, you know, we I, when we have a slow month, I'm I'm upset. It isn't because nothing bad's happening. It's just that we're not getting called. And I think, hey, we got all these tree, we've got all these trained emergency responders that do tip, and they need to get out and and practice their skills and keep their skills good. And same 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 with firefighters. They go through a few months and there's no house fire. It, they don't, they're not hoping for somebody to have damage of a house fire, but they're, they're ready and willing and they're, gung, they're fired up. They want to go attack a house fire and save some lives. That's what they're designed to do. Same way with law enforcement. They want to go fix some stuff, solve some stuff, solve a crime, clean up the highways, you know, unravel a snaggle on the 10th Street Bridge or something. And, um, and the same thing with the military. The military, uh, when they get a good, when when they uh, are deployed, there's a certain amount of those people that are fired up. Some don't want to go because they're at home with the family and they don't want to go, but but they're get fired up and they want to go get it on. Now I'm going to take a break right here just for a second, just take a swig, and then I and there's a, a clip I want to play for you, uh, and it says I found the source of the coronavirus. Boom. It's a long clip, but I think you're going to really enjoy it, and you're going to get feel like you're in Wuhan. Okay, we're, then I'm going to come back and talk about about this these medical pandemic people that love they love a pandemic because they take over the world, and it, you know everybody loves to t- control things. You got a little control freak in you? Well, that's what's going on here as well. We'll be right back. Hymns to the signs Hymns to the signs The Chinese government really needs to do a better job of hiding information if they're going to keep changing their story and blaming the coronavirus on other countries like Italy or the USA or Japan or whatever. While I'm not a fan of theories or unproven scenarios, it's been impossible to avoid them in the outbreak of the coronavirus, simply due to the fact that it was completely covered up in the beginning stages in China. This isn't really going to be a theory, it's just public information I found. When it broke, China was the first to jump onto the local Wuhan and Hubei government and villainize them until they had their perfect scapegoat. This was, of course, preceded with the fact that We now know it wasn't just a local issue, it was in fact the way that the Chinese government was structured that led the top-down leadership to stifle and prevent the release of any relevant information for months, which could have prevented this global pandemic. First and foremost, this is the Communist Party of China's fault. And the fact that there are people gasping for breath in their deathbed in your town is solely on the consciences of the CCP and the people who entrusted them to enter our global systems like the WHO. The thing is, after living in China for 10 years and speaking fluent Chinese, you get to know a society pretty well. And let me tell you this, if you're applauding or admiring the political leadership of China, you're all deluded beyond belief. China doesn't operate like your country. The Chinese government is a face and greed-driven government that relies on lies and bullying to maintain leadership. It's broken and fragile, so it doesn't surprise me that when I was doing my research in my last video, it wasn't hard to follow a paper trail left by the CCP themselves. In my last video, I found it very suspicious that the official Wuhan Virology Lab had a job opening from November 18th of 2019 asking for scientists to come research the relationship between the coronavirus and bats. 
specifically why they carry the virus, yet are long-lived. It's no secret that longevity, as well as other ailments, are well studied in China, as can be seen by the ridiculous amounts of traditional Chinese medicines that supposedly treat them. Bare bile injections as state-endorsed coronavirus cure anyone? Anyway, while reading this job posting, I failed to notice until the next day that another job posting followed the previous post, and this is where it got big. So when I examined the job posting, I noticed that there was actually a follow-up job posting on December 24th of 2019. And remember, this is before any news broke, which basically says, we've discovered a new and terrible virus and would like to recruit people to come deal with it. I found this interesting because, like I said, the news didn't come out about coronavirus until ages after that. So I decided to dig a little bit more into the staff. After all, they would have published articles being scientists. Turns out, this woman, Shi Zhang Li, she was the lead researcher of the lab, and she was famous for bat studies. They called her Batwoman in some circles. She even received an award for proving bats are natural reservoirs of SARS-like coronaviruses. In November 2017, all the way through 2018, she had already written three articles about how bats can transmit coronaviruses to humans. This is all public knowledge. She and her team went south to Yunnan province, all the way you know, deep south of China. It's very beautiful there. And she found out that SARS-like viruses originally came from bats, in fact. In 2017, from data taken from one of her studies, in rural Yunnan province, she took blood samples from 218 villagers. After testing it, it showed that SARS-like viruses found in bats from nearby caves have a high potential to affect people. She predicted that humans coming into contact with bats would have a high chance of becoming infected. After blood testing the 218 villagers, she found that six people in Yunnan were found to be infected. She returned to Wuhan to the lab to continue studying SARS-like coronaviruses from bats for a long period of time. And this is why you can see the November 18th, 2019 job posting asking for more researchers to join the project. During this time, we don't know much, but the December 24th posting acknowledges that they've made a big discovery in human transmissibility and they need more help to deal with it. So that's where it got kind of spooky. During my research, a name kept popping up, Huang Yanling. Huang Yanling was a researcher in the lab working on the virology of bats with Shi Li, and she's missing. Most people believe her to be patient zero, and most people believe she's dead. Shi Li, you know, the head lab leader, told the government that she swears on her life that she isn't dead, nor was she infected. However, all of her info on the Wuhan lab website, you know, where I found the job posting, it's gone. So if you look here, if you go to the actual virology website, you can see all the people that were working here or were students. They all have their bios still up, uh, whether or not they moved on from the Wuhan lab. But if you can see, um, Huang Yanling's profile is completely vanished. Her picture is gone and now her bio is gone as well. But if you go to the other students, all their bios remain intact. No one has seen her and the government has posted a notice instead of any information about her on the lab website stating that there were rumors of her disappearance, but she's alive and well without giving an ounce of proof, of course. Everyone on the Chinese internet is searching for her, but most believe that her body was quickly cremated and the people working at the crematorium were perhaps infected as they were not given any information about the virus. It was a secret after all. The thing is, this has sparked a massive discussion on the Chinese internet and most of the articles get scrubbed pretty quickly, but I found a lot of good points. Now, the thing is, the CCP put up this kind of notice saying that she's totally alive and everything's okay and don't believe these rumors. But, but if you've been in China, you know how, how much the CCP actually hates rumors. 
And if Huang Yanling is truly alive, like they claim, why is her photo and bio removed? The other associates and graduates remain on the website, even after moving to other positions at different labs or different universities. The first thing that the government would do, the CCP that I know at least, the first thing they would do to quash this rumor is to make her have a public appearance. Then people would stop talking about it. Yet people are still looking for her and can't find her. And I'm not talking about normal netizens. I'm talking about PhDs. I'm talking about scientists. I'm talking about professors. And this is where it kind of started to come together. On February 6, 2020, uh, Xiao Bo Tao, he was a professor. He posted a thesis about details that he knew about, but he wasn't supposed to talk about. I see some kind of uh, links to people like Li Wenliang who wanted to say something, but they couldn't. But Xiao Bo Tao, the professor, he posted the information anyway. He knew researchers at the lab that were infected, and they had already begun self-quarantine after they showed symptoms of being infected. And the majority of the researchers at the lab were already suspicious that this virus that they were coming down with was from bats. The professor directly pointed out that the main source of the virus uh, is from the Wuhan lab, which is only 300 or actually 280 meters to be exact from the Huanan seafood market, where it was originally claimed to have originated. He also claims that it is not a natural infection, so not something that people would have just come across in nature. He also gives a clear timeline and has information that researchers were splashed with urine and blood samples from all the bats that were collected. Not only that, he also knew exactly how many bats were collected in the lab. Now, pairing the researcher Huang Yanling's disappearance with the fact that people working in the lab claim to have been splashed with coronavirus-containing vials and her online presence has been scrubbed from existence, all happening in a lab 280 meters away from the Huanan Sifu market, where the lab in question had been studying bat-to-human transmissibility of coronaviruses, it's quite clear that the Chinese government needs to close its mouth and acknowledge that this in fact did come from Wuhan, Hubei, China. I did not get into any conspiracy theories. I'm not talking about bioweapons or biolabs or anything of the sort. This was all public information on the Chinese internet, published by researchers, scientists, and doctors. With the CCP's all-powerful control to hide everything it can, the truth usually still finds its way out. The Chinese government should cover their tracks better next time if you're going to blame this on Italy or the U.S. or whatever is convenient to your narrative. The CCP's incompetence and clear understanding of the coronavirus and its danger on a scientific level, and then going on to silence those who wanted to warn the public and letting the virus spread for months is the reason the entire world is infected with a deadly pandemic. The Chinese government must be held accountable. Please make sure that you're all self-quarantining if at all possible. Most things are available for delivery, so please don't go shopping unless absolutely necessary. Make sure you're wearing a mask and gloves if you do and disinfecting anything that has come into contact with anything. It's our job to clean up this mess and the only way is to be responsible and not come in contact with people. This will only further the spread and put unnecessary burden on the already overstretched medical staff in your country. Thank you to everyone who is supporting me on Patreon. It's the only way I can do what I do right now due to the demonetization of everything coronavirus related. It may dissuade people from talking about it, but the world needs to know the truth and covering details like I have done today is the least I can do to uncover and disprove the absolute lies coming from the Chinese government right now, whose sole purpose is self-preservation. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you soon.
So let me go on with this control freak thing. So you'll see, actually, Burks has made um, a couple statements saying that we have never been in a situation like this where we could use this much power. I'm telling you, power, people are into controlling, and they, they like, it's it's inebriating. It's inebriating to be able to sway and to 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 uh, use or utilize that much power and you wave a wand and the whole United States shakes and trembles and you say, you know, stop that or start that or jump high or, or lay low and everybody's got to do it. And so that's what's going on here. And these uh, world health people or these uh, CDC centers for disease control people, this is their first taste of jerking your chain and my chain, and they love it. They flat love it. They flat love that they, hey, they're going to stop the common cold. They'll just tell everybody to go home. They're going to tell everybody, send the cops over there. In fact, uh, where was it? Somewhere where they were talking about, uh, oh, there was a guy from the World Health Organization. By the way, it's a communist organization. People, You are you even, it's not a conspiracy. The guy that runs the World Health Organization is a former communist revolutionary. These people are into lying. They cheat. Typical socialist communists, they lie. They cheat. They, they, uh, they will hold the truth. They will not tell you what's going on. A typical deal. And, but they, uh, one of their World Health guys said, uh, we're gonna, we may have to go into households. You can see it on YouTube. I, I'm not, I'm not like guessing. I watched it two or three times. We may have to go into households and test everybody and retrieve or remove people that are testing positive for the COVID. Uh, now, hold that thought. There's all kinds of misinformation out there uh, and baloney being dished out, uh, particularly by I, – I don't even know who to believe. Well, I can't believe any of the mainstream media, but I would certainly look closely at some of the alternative media, World Net Daily, Breitbart News, those type of people. Uh, but the information given by our own government is suspect. Uh, they they are up to no good. The, the World Health Organization, the CDC, should be the Centers for Democrat um, – Control. Centers for Democrat Control. That thing is a swamp. It's a part of the swamp. And you think these people don't have an agenda? They want this. They don't care. And the Chinese, you know, they may think, oh, well, we we, we want to we just want to save lives. Maybe in America, people are still interested in saving lives. We just we may differ on how to do that. China, they have no they have no concern over life. They have no concern over life. And they will drop a million of their people in a heartbeat to over overtake the rest of the world. So, um, okay, let me see here. My friend Frank, he said, don't drink while you're on the air. Hold on, I'm going to take a drink. I just saw a, a memo from my friend Frank and his wife, and they just got back from Thailand. They're over here, and they just made it on final airplanes coming in here without having trouble. They live in Thailand. So, okay, so we're hearing all kinds of baloney from from our own government. It's just, oh, well, the model, we're just following the models. But then they say, oh, well, you got to do all this because if you don't mediate this, all hell's. You know, it's interesting when you you prophesy stuff that doesn't come to pass and they say, well, it would have come to pass 
if you hadn't just hid out in your house for three or four weeks, it would have come to pass. Well, who's ever going to prove that? There's no way to prove that. Because what are you going to base it on? A computer model, M-O-D-E-L? Because the models, they keep saying, well, you know, the model, we're just going by the models and we're following, we're trying to mitigate the model. And then all of a sudden they change the model. Now, they say all these, you know, they'll show you pictures of New York, New York City Hospital. I can't pronounce it. It starts with an M. It's a big hospital in New York. Anyway, this guy was walking outside with this, with this camera. And uh, he says, he, and he shows you, that's the refrigerated truck where they can put the bodies and keep them cool when they die in that hospital. But there's nobody waiting to get in the hospital. The ambulance guys were all sleepy laying around in their vehicles. There was nothing going on. These hospitals are not being utilized the way they claim they're going to be utilized. So it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Heads I win, tails you lose. They, that's their argument from the government's point of view. Oh, well, we would be busy if we wouldn't, if all you people hadn't, hadn't, you know, if you people hadn't stayed in your house and done this and done that and the other thing. It's a bunch of crock. That's what it is. It's a crock of crap. It's a crock of crap. Damned if you don't. Oh, well, we got, you know, we got all these extra employees. The fact is around the United States right now, people are laying off some of these workers because the hospitals are going the hospitals are losing money. Oh, how can a hospital lose money? That means they got all this staffing and they bought all this equipment and stuff and they got no patience to charge it off to. If you don't understand business, you should take a class. I've taken classes in college and I've studied it on my own. The fact is hospitals got to pay the bills just like you and I have to. And they're not doing well, hospitals, in this crisis. Now, do you think the federal government's going to bail them out? Probably. But the fact is, on the profit and loss on a hospital, they're getting their butts kicked because patients aren't blowing out the doors. I had a friend who just had some surgery over here at, at what they call Adventist Health. used to be called Right Out. And she had something going on in her leg. Maybe it was cancer, maybe it was an abscess, maybe something. She had an injury years ago, and then it just caught, started to flare up. And she went over there to get, she had to get the surgery done. It wasn't an electric surgery, had to deal with it. So she went over there, and they thought, whoa, man, this is amazing. There were like nurses everywhere and people to care for you and love on you. They said it was more like a spa over there at the Adventist Health. They had nothing but wonderful, complimentary things to say. They said, man, this is incredible service, like, it doesn't, there's certainly not very busy here. And they said, no, because we canceled all our surgeries, all our elective surgery. This, we do all kinds of surgery here, elective surgeries, non-elective. You're non-elective. You had to have this done. You had to have this removed. And, and they just thought, whoa, this is amazing service for our little local hospital, Adventist Health. And I, and I said, well, way to go, my friends, Dave Greenitz. And he, he said, oh, that's, I said, that's Adventist Health style. But I said, good for you. You got you got surgery at the right time. But my point is, these hospitals are not inundated. Now, interestingly enough, right in our community, we're like expanding. Like, it's interesting. I saw this. I think it's the Surgeon General. It, I, I can't tell who's all. There's so many people with uniforms on. There's a there's an old white guy with kind of a crew cut. He's got kind of a blue uniform. I thought he may be the Surgeon General, but maybe he's head of I don't know what he's head of. Anyway, there's a good-looking black guy, and uh, I thought maybe he was a Surgeon General. He got on and said, this week, this week, 
was our going to be, he described it in these ways, things that you might understand if you got a few years on it. This is our Pearl Harbor, he said. This is our 9-11 this week. I thought, wow, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't there at Pearl Harbor, but I've watched it on film a number of times and read about it, and that's pretty gnarly. It, it shook the whole nation to its core. 9-11 shook the whole nation to its core because we all watched it. And you're comparing getting a cold that's a respiratory cold where locally here we have about 170,000 people in Eubin Sutter counties. And uh, I think we've had what we don't even have 40 sick people yet that they've diagnosed it sick. And, and just because they diagnose it, it'd be like if everybody, if we said to everybody, okay, it's getting wintertime and a lot of you going to get a cold. So everybody that gets a cold, you get the sniffles, run over to right out hospital or Adventist hospital and get tested or go to the health department, and get tested. And all of a sudden any ailment, oh, you got a headache, every headache in town, you got to go get tested. That's nuts. People that is totally nuts. And that's micromanaging our lives. That's socialism, and it's happening right across the water in many places, whether you want to go to Cuba, whether you go to Vietnam, Laos, China, or as they say, China. Uh, that's what's happening. And so uh, I want you to think about it. We've been doing this for a few weeks now. In fact, they think the coronavirus has probably got started over here in December. But we just didn't know what it was. So people went to doctors and said, man, I feel funky and I got headache. Oh, man, I'm having a tough time breathing. I got my chest is all congested. I'm, I'm like feeling bad. I got a fever. And so the doctors just treated it as funky. He got the funky flu or something, right? But they didn't call it anything. The, they didn't call it the Kung flu, the Wuhan flu, right? The China man flu. They didn't call it anything. They just they just said, oh, you're sick, go home, take it easy. Right? If you can't breathe good enough, come in, we'll put you in the hospital if it gets any worse, right? So after all the hullabaloo, and we got this new uh, health doctor for Yuban Sutter County, Fong Kukaloo. I call her Dr. Kukaloo because she's kooky. These doctors have, these people are have now become euphoric. Like there's some people right outside my building right here, and they're smoking the weed in the this Swisher Sweets wrapper. It smells really good, but I stay away from it because I like to smoke marijuana in my off time. Before I got converted, I would just spend all day smoking marijuana. So I know what it's all about, and it, it, it's actually a good aroma around here. But they're they're outside, and they're enjoying their Swisher Sweets weed, and they're, they're euphoric, having a good time together, this couple. And, um, but that's what these medical professionals that long, they study pandemics and they philosophize about it. Well, what if this happened? Well, what if that happened? Well, how could we stop it? But they finally get to practice on you. I need a patient. And the patient is the United States of America. And I'm going to like get control. Could we get control? Could we like take control of every city council, every supervisor? Can every cop go around and swat people like, Hey, you're five feet apart. Knock it off. Go home. What are you doing out driving around? Go home. Who do you think you are? Corona's out here. They don't even know how to, a lot of them don't even know how to spell Corona. The Kung flu, the Kung flu has hit town. And so after all this hullabaloo, millions of dollars, we shut down the whole world. 
How many how many people have they found in Yuba Sutter County? 40, 30. And here's the deal. This is such a crock of crap. The whole thing is. So I'm just going to I got four newspapers. I'm just going to read just a top little thing. Blow your mind. This is this is uh, the it used to be called the Appeal Democrat. Now it's called the Appeal Democrat. They don't want to be known as a Democrat because they think maybe the conservative people won't read it anymore because it's got Democrat on the top. So it's, they're good. they want to be known as the Appeal Democrat. So in the Appeal Democrat, it says on April 6th, big headline, second death confirmed. Oh, my God. If You know what, they, I, you know what I hope? It's Appeal Democrat. We'll start listing every single death. Every time there's somebody dies in Yuba Sutter, we put a headline. Four died today. Oh, my God. What? What do you mean? Oh, they were all 80 and 90 years old. Oh, they got run over by a tractor. Oh, they fell off the top of a five-story building. Oh, maybe we should quarantine the whole city. But we got a whole obituary list deep in this paper. But then, we, and, but at the front, the headline, second death confirmed. Number of confirmed cases, no, 26. And the health officials are hoping for 226. Then they can say, we're in crisis. Oh, my God, I'm really powerful. I'm working 24, 28 hours a day. So it says the headline written by David Wilson of the Appeal, Democrat, a second person has died as a result of COVID-19. What? He? They scare him. I think he's scared to death. This guy died of fear. It says in the Bike County area, according to Yuba County Public Information Officer Rachel Rosenbaum. She used to work in the private sector, but she knew that didn't work out. So because government, you can get bonuses, you get lifelong. Once they pay you, you, they pay you for the rest of your life. Then you get these cards where you can go to a restaurant for free. It's unbelievable. And they pay you while you not don't even have to go to work because the coronavirus, the coronavirus is at work and you they don't want you to get that. So you can stay home. You can work from home. You can watch television. What do you want to do? The individual was one of 16 confirmed cases from Southern Yuba County. So they have two people now, a second death confirmed. Now, what does that mean to you? Confirmed. That means their heart stopped and they put her in cold storage or put him, whatever they were, male or flea male. Or one of the other genders. And uh, you know what's interesting? When you die, they they, they uh, crystallize all the genders down and they go back to the male and female. But when you're living, we, we're expanding that out, right? When you're born, it's male and female. but And in the middle, you can be 150 different genders. Then when you die, they go back to male and female. So here we go. So we got this person confirmed. How do they confirm it? It sounds like they would have had a convert. Tetnini, read farther in the article. This is such BS. Test results for those two individuals. The two individuals are dead. Dead individuals are still pending. Oh, well, we how we confirm them. Do we have a, a witch doctor over there? We got a shaman over there at the Adventist Health. We got, do we have a prophet? Do we have a seer? Right. Do we conjure them up from the dead saying, did you die of COVID? Deaths were deemed. Oh, I see. They were deemed, D-E-E-M-E-D, deemed by officials as highly suspicious of the COVID-19. Oh, my God. They were highly suspicious. 
Rosenbaum did not have information as of late Sunday as to the age of the latest victim. They were in their 80s. Okay, that's on April 6th. Now, check this out. This is so cool. Next one. Health officer. Fung. Kukalu. Now it's an order. Damn it. I'm sick of you people. She imposes stricter. She's the health Nazi. Fung Kukalu imposes stricter restrictions from previous directive. What was wrong with the previous directive? She said we weren't following it. We were screwing up. I'm cracking. This is David Wilson. I'm cracking down on noncompliance with social distancing. Keep your hands off her. So fascinating. Without the tailored set of restrictions, it further reduces the number of interaction between people. Scientific evidence. Let's talk about scientific evidence there, Miss Kukalu. Scientific evidence indicates that the public health crisis in the area will worsen. I can't believe it's going to get worse. We're already up to 28 people out of 170,000 people. My God, if we if we counted them, all the syphilis patients, gonorrhea, chlamydia, you wouldn't go out there and bang any of those people, all you swingers over there in Sutter County. You wouldn't be banging banging people from the DA's office and banging people from the sheriff's department and going over banging somebody else. If we could get all you to wear condoms, we could stop the chlamydia outbreak. But you, oh, you know, you get all, oh, I'm, oh you. You can't come outside. You can't. You didn't wear a mask. But shoot, you screwed that lady the other night. You didn't even put on a condom. She's had four guys before you. What's up with that? You won't wear a condom. You pick up a venereal disease, HIV. Go read. Hey, Google this: chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, HIV, dude. You've been banging three or four gals, different gals in a row. McElfresh, did he ever wear a condom? Lewis McElfresh, Captain Sutter County Sheriff. I don't know. But I'll tell you that, uh, you know, my uh, Sarah Easton, who died, they're still wondering what about her. Her husband, Aaron, gave her an STD. Somebody wasn't wearing a condom. But I'm sure Aaron's wearing a mask today. I bet he's all masked up. Without this tailored set of restrictions, da-da-da-da-da, health, Lou, she says, we're going to, we're going to, oh, it, this virus may overtake the healthcare resources. Now, right as we talk, they have taken over the gyms of two, uh, two of our high schools, and uh, they're setting up backup hospital systems. Oh, this is so unbelievable. Just column after column after column. Let me see if I can find where this jumps over to. I can't even find it here. Anyway, uh, it doesn't. Oh, here. No, I can't. Oh, here it is. Uh, let's see. We're adhering to the state and local directives. Honestly, you know, lard hair, Gavin Newsom. Why would you want to fo- follow a guy who screwed his best friend's wife over and over and over again? Just hold that thought for a minute. If you can't trust a guy, they're best friends, and he's banging your wife, and you and he doesn't tell you about it, cheating on his wife, banging your wife, and then you're going to have that guy. You're going to trust your life into that dude's hands? She said there is still significant pockets of the community who are not adhering to the stay-at-home directory. I'm not, and none of my friends are. Screw that. 
Come over here and arrest me, why don't you? I, I want to get into that jail anyway. They've been keeping me out of the jail. I used to get into jail. Now they threw me out. Now I'm hoping to get thrown back in there. One of the changes from the directive that Kukalu addressed Monday was the change to fishing. You damn people, get out of the river. Leave those fish alone. I don't know. Can we give this virus to the fish or is a fish going to give us a virus? She said, solitary fishing. You cannot take your friend with you to fish. Be by yourself. You cannot realistically maintain. It's just so stupid. Now, that's a second paper. Now, the third one, I'm running a little over here. April 8th. There's a picture of a couple. Everybody's in masks. They're un- undercover. Giant rock owners, Roger Sue and Glenn Chi along with Habitat for Humanity, Yuba Sutter representative, John, I can't get enough recognition, Nicoletti, donate 2,000 hospital-grade safety masks to Adventist Health. God bless you guys. Now, all of them, they're not only violating Kukaloo's social distancing order, they're, they're too close for comfort with me. I would not want to stand that close to any of those three guys. They're all rubbing against each other and everything. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, local company donates 7,000 safety masks. Glad Tidings, by the way, that's not the favorite institution in town, has donated tons more. We donated 200,000 safety masks. Stuff that up your rear and, and enjoy it. And nobody covered us for nothing. And now local company, big old letters, 7,000 safety masks. God bless you, Asian dudes. For kill and and I don't know whether I think John Nic- Nicoletti he may be Asian I don't know I don't know why he's in on it uh, but now we got 750 tests conducted locally now I'm going to take you through the misinformation that the appeal Democrat uh, is doing but I got to take a break here and I'm going to tell you we got a little deal this little clip on the WHO the World Health Organization it's a communist op you know it's interesting. This is working pretty good for these commies because they have taken over the United Nations and we're funding it. This is really stupid, man. We're funding the United Nations. We're we're doing we we pay into the World Health Organization twice as much as China and we're getting screwed by both organizations. What's wrong with that picture? We'll be right back and we're getting on here. enough with the World Health Organization and their ties to the Chinese Communist Party and their lies. The United States, which means the U.S. taxpayer, which means you and me, gives $400 million to the World Health Organization every year, according to data from 2019. And for what? So the World Health Organization can tell us lies and parrot Chinese Communist propaganda? World Health Organization official Bruce Alward hung up the Skype call after a journalist asked him about Taiwan. Why? Because the World Health Organization changed the name Taiwan to Taipei and environs to appease the Chinese Communist Party. Take a look at this. Would the WHO consider Taiwan's membership? Hello? With the, with the I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I couldn't hear your question. Okay, yeah, let me, let, let me, let me repeat the question. No, so, that's okay. Let, let's move to another one then. 
right? Because because I'm I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well on Taiwan's case. In other words, the World Health Organization erased an entire country because they were afraid of making the communists in China mad. The World Health Organization parroted Chinese propaganda about the contagion level of COVID-19 too and praised China for how they handled it. Al Word, the same guy from the video, sucked up to the Chinese Communist Party by saying, if I had COVID-19, I'd want to be treated in China. Well, China has plenty of urns to go around. After lying to the world about stopping the virus, China suddenly distributed about 40,000 urns with the remains of cremated people believed to probably have died from COVID-19. But we'll get to that in a moment. The World Health Organization has also been flat wrong in their health recommendations. On January 14th, the World Health Organization tweeted, there is no clear evidence of human-to-human -human transmission of coronavirus. False. On February 7th, they claimed masks don't necessarily protect you. False. On March 23rd, they warned treating COVID-19 with hydroxychloroquine could cause a drug, drug shortage. False. The free market fixed that within a week. And yesterday, the World Health Organization doubled down and said, we stand by our recommendation that you shouldn't wear a face mask unless you are sick or caring for somebody who is sick. How does that make sense if it's good for sick people to prevent them from spreading germs? And if it helps medical personnel from contracting the virus, why wouldn't it help everyday Americans not spread or catch the virus too? The World Health Organization is lying. The scientific studies show face masks work. The World Health Organization is telling you a lie. And we know China lied. They lied about the virus itself. They covered it up last year when they knew about it, maybe as early as October or November. The Chinese Communist Party disappeared a doctor who revealed publicly that she was told by Chinese authorities to hide the virus. That doctor is gone now. She used to be the head of emergency at Wuhan General Hospital. Her whereabouts now are unknown. The Chinese Communist Party also disappeared a billionaire businessman from China after he criticized President Xi Jinping how the president was handling the coronavirus. Then, via the Chinese state-run media, the Chinese government is threatening to withhold medical equipment and medication from the United States if we dare to crack down on their illegal behavior in other ways. And they still lie about the number dead. And yet, the World Health Organization keeps choosing to side with the Chinese Communist Party rather than tell the truth. The American people should demand better because it's our money that pays for the World Health Organization and it's our security on the line if the Chinese communists spread this virus, lie about it, and then cut us off. We're here today to announce three separate cases highlighting the ongoing threat posed by Chinese economic espionage and research theft in the United States. Federal investigators at the Lexington home of 60-year-old Dr. Charles Lieber today, moments after his arrest at his Harvard office. The complaint alleges that Dr. Lieber signed a contract with the Chinese university in Wuhan and was paid up to $50,000 per month, plus up to $158,000 in living expenses. 
the chair of Harvard's chemistry department. He also allegedly received more than one and a half million dollars to set up a research lab in China, all while working at Harvard and receiving multiple research grants from the U.S. Department of Defense and National Institutes of Health. Also charged today, two Chinese nationals, 29-year-old Yang King Yi, who worked as a scientific researcher at Boston University. Who failed to mention on her visa application that she is also a lieutenant with the People's Liberation Army. 30-year-old Zhao Zong Zhang worked on cancer research at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. For trying to smuggle vials of biological material out of the United States to China and lying about it to federal investigators. Now, Lieber is due back in court Thursday. He's currently behind bars. He could face up to five years in prison if convicted. And Harvard does tell me he's currently on paid administrative leave. Meantime, Harvard, Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and BU are all cooperating with authorities. Reporting live in South Boston, Nicole Burley, WCVB News Center 5. spend millions of tax dollars. You, they got to just build those numbers up. They're going to give guesstimates. They're going to deem this and deem that. There were 32. Oh, God, we got to get it up. We need 62. How about 92? Are we sure? Are we sure we can't find it? Are you sure you're keeping track? Are we really? Who's who's keeping the numbers? Sutter County had 19 cases. Yuba County, 13. People are, do, does anybody ask this question? How come Yuba County is lingering behind we should have more over here in Yuba County because we got sicker people. We got more tweakers. I think tweaker, you know, maybe tweaking instead of like using the hydroxychloroquine and zinc and all the other stuff, the Z packs, maybe tweaking will actually, maybe the uh, Corona can't live in a tweaker's body. I think that's why we're falling behind. We're not, we're not keeping up with the Jones. Two people in Sutter County have died. That's it. Oh, who who wrote this? Oh, now this is a staff report. They don't want to even take claim for it. Said two people in Sutter County have died and two people are currently hospitalized. You know something? It doesn't even say COVID. I thought, man, you're losing count because lots of people. Tip goes out on about, uh, let's see, 40, 40 calls a month and 60% of those would be uh, 20, 40, so, you know, 40 calls a month, 60%, figure it out yourself. Uh, 60% of 40, right? Over 20 calls a month, we go out on dead bodies, and they're just saying two people died. Lots of people have been dying. They die every day in Yuba and Sutter counties. Do you know that? Of all kinds of stuff. How about old age? Some kind of whatever killed them. In fact, most people in, in uh, rest homes are at death's door before COVID ever came along, the Kung flu. Two people, so... The staff report, whoever they are, in the appeal, damn it, crap, according to the, uh, in, according to 762 people. So they've been testing them. And Lou, she is pissed. Oh, Kukaloo, she said, we got an F grade over in Sutter County and we got a D minus. Damn you people. I hate you people. You guys are nuts. You, you don't even believe us. That's right. We don't believe you. We don't believe you at all. And, and you know who's going to be proven right in the end? We are, because this thing has been such a huge overkill. Uh, it has been a big overkill. Let's see if she got anything. I'm going to switch over, go over to A3 and see if Kukaloo 
Got anything more? Oh, oh, now let's see. They've been all PO'd at our church because we've been having meetings. In fact, some people in our church are PO'd at us because they think, oh, we're going to obey the government. I thought, oh, I'm going to obey God. Forget the government. The government is just, they come in second fiddle for me. Okay, let's see where she is. I can't ever find what where they flipped this over. Update, update. Okay. Every facet of the community needs to take this seriously, say Kukaloo. I really want us to be A students for both you and Sutter County. I get paid a lot of money for doing this, damn it. I get I'm a I make a lot of money and I went to a lot of schooling and they pay oh by the way, you know, this is another executive officer in our community that doesn't want to live here. We got we got Bindorf and then we had Mitnick and then we got we got all kinds of people. This gal, Kukaloo, lives down in Elk Grove and she's got lots of reasons she wants to live in Elk Grove. And but then you know, at some point, uh, at some point, you know, uh, you have to actually work in the city. Like if all hell breaks loose, you have to actually work in the area that you, that's paying your check. And so, when this outbreak started, where you she, you know, health officer. Usually they just sit around and look at a computer all day and push paperwork and sign and sign papers because there's no nobody's sick. They just get sick of the cold or the flu. But then we describe it as the Kung flu. Then you have to swing into action and you have to get on Facebook and stuff. So that's extra work. So now instead of living in Elk Grove, we rented her apartment. We rented her a hotel. Isn't that nice? And we probably put her in over there at the Hampton Inn. It's about $200 a night. So on top of her salary, that in your salary, usually your salary covers your house. And if you live here, if she lived here and she liked the community, just like if Mitnick would have liked the community instead of commuting back and forth to Ventura, then we wouldn't have had to pay her for an extra hotel room, right? If she lived out there in North Yuba City or up in the foothills or because she's a Yuba Sutter doc, health officer, then she could then she could be involved in and just go home at night and be with her family. Right. But now she doesn't want to drive an hour and a half back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Well, we might need to get her at three in the morning. Why would you need? There's nothing going on. We only have 30 some people. Right. We only have 30-some people. We need more people. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm asking some of you out there to sacrifice yourself. We're, we're going to make these political people. They're all making $200,000, $300,000 a year. They are going to look bad. They got, they're setting up trailers at the, at the uh, Yuba Center Fairgrounds to put all the homeless people, and they're going to guard them over there. Get in there and shut up. You got COVID. Get in that trailer and shut up and just stay in there. We're... We're going to guard them just like animals, just like the zoo, like Bendorf Zoo. So we got 750 tests and we can't find anybody sick, doggone it. And then, then, oh my God, when I saw this, I thought, how can this be? We, we're going backwards. We are going backwards in this, in this community. And Kukaloo is, is like snapping the whip and she's, I can't figure out how can, you know, in a boat, I guess they figure you can't have social distancing even if you're at both ends of the boat. But in this picture in the paper, 
we got these two Asian dudes sandwich we, with big old John Nicoletti in the middle, sandwich in the middle, and they are like rubbing together like they want to make love or something. Like, well, they're are, are like, what are they doing? Is that foreplay they're doing? They're all rubbing up against each other and everything. Oh, they got gloves on and masks on and everything, but they're touching each other. They're all they're all leaning into each other. I thought, well, Kuk, I said, does Kukaloo okay with that? I thought we should send her a photo of that said, Dr. Kukaloo, is that social? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? But, but they, since they paid, maybe this is like carbon footprint. You know, you can screw up, but then you can pay a penalty, right? All right. So uh, three more cases. Now, so this is this is pretty cool. You would think if something changed, like what if those two people that died came back to life? That would be a headline in most papers, wouldn't it? We thought they were deemed dead by coronavirus, but they came out of the casket and they are now alive. Would you? But here in this county, with the appeal, damn crap, they would never put them. They would never put that as a headline because they had already they had already used them as a statistic of COVID. So the headline for April 9th, appeal, damn crap, three more cases in Yuba Sutter. Health officer urges residents to remain at home. Kukaloo, she says, I'm staying up here in a hotel away from my family. I drove all the way up here. Now I got to stay in a $200 a night hotel. She was probably paying for her meals as well. There were three additional confirmed cases. Damn it, we're not having enough cases. We need to fill those gyms up and the, the hospital up. Bringing the total of 35, we are like, it's too slow. What's Where are all these sicknesses? One of my friends said, I won't even mention his name because it's going to get him in trouble. He didn't like to be in trouble. He said, we need to go out and find what, if there's a disease out there, If it's certainly not COVID because nobody's getting it. Lou said 20 of the 35 cases. Oh, see, Yuba County, you're not doing your part, you you know, Sutter always beats out you, but even when, even in sickness. So anyway, earlier, here, here's the deal. Here's the thing. Remember we had those two people dead and they were dead of COVID. They were deemed dead of COVID, according to Rachel Rosenbaum, who is an expert reporter. Earlier on Wednesday, public health officials reported that tests came back negative. Oh, my God. I can't. I, I know they hated to type that in there. I, I don't know why they just didn't didn't bring it up. They should have just never brought it up again. Well, whatever happened? Did they ever get those tests back? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to those tests. I Testing's really been slow in California. We can't get the test done in California. But we, we think they died of COVID. That Dr. So-and-so or you know, physicians tech so-and-so said, yeah, they, they were all screwed up. They were all, yeah, they're 88 and 84. Yeah. They were all screwed up COVID. Yeah. I'm sure COVID said early on Wednesday, the appeal damn crap said early on Wednesday, public health officials reported that tests came back negative, negative. I can't believe negative for two people in their eighties who at the time of their deaths on March 31st had symptoms raising suspicions that they had COVID-19. Now, wait a minute. Raising suspicions. We had them dead, 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 dead. Second death confirmed to COVID. Where are they? Two deaths. Number of confirmed. We got two. They were, we, we had them dead, buried with COVID. All right. Now, they raised suspicions. 
Dr. Kukulu said, given the online dashboard, I love these terms, dashboard, that the health profession, they love all these because they got to create all these things and never got to use them because we never created a big pandemic. Now we said we don't have a pandemic, but they said, by God, we're going to create a pandemic. We're going to have a, a, a test case. So we're going to take the common cold with respiratory complications and we're going to like kick rear loose given the online dashboard, which breaks down cases in several charts. It's clear that the virus does not discriminate or single out any particular age group. You know why she says that? Because we said all along, it doesn't kill the young people. We didn't say it. They don't get it. They just get it. And they think, oh, my got a headache today. Let's go have a coffee. <laughs> or, oh, I got a, I got a sore throat. Let's go have a let's go have a burger. Right. They just blow through it because your immune system shuts it down. Kukulu. I don't need to go to college to figure this out. We have people even get it as young as 18. My God, even newborn babies are getting it. it anybody can get it. It can get on anybody. You can get a headache from it. You can get a snotty nose. You can you can have you can hawk it. Ha, you dry cough. You can get a dry cough. You you might have to even go get some cough syrup. Lou said, "Pub the public should only leave home for essential functions of life." You know something? She is the she is the COVID Nazi. This is ridiculous, and she's not the only one. These people are all over. Uh, and these people are wanting to control our lives. And this is a big hunk of crap. These people want 10 times this so they can justify their job. We got a gal we're paying. What are we paying her? 190000 a year, $200,000 a year. We can't. She doesn't even want to live here. She, she lives in Elk Grove. She commutes up here. Are we paying her commuter? Then when we actually need her to do something besides just being a figurehead and process death certificates, then she can't live down there. She's got to actually have... She's got to be on scene. Why? So we can misdiagnose two deaths and deem it COVID. And then a month later, deem it. What are we deeming it? It doesn't even said what they died of. Let's, let's like say it here. They died of cult cardiopulmonary screw up or they died of diabetes. Right. But if, if old Burks is involved, even if they had, a car wreck body. They were just an accident, a fit, you know, a uh, a medical accident waiting to happen, and they got COVID. If they got the COVID gene in them or the marker, by God, we're going to put them on that COVID list because we want to bump these statistics to the roof to show that we can call it, boy, that us medical professionals, we got it. We know what we're talking about. Honestly, people, this is such an honest, this is unbelievable. Chuck Smith, in regards to River Valley and Yuba City High Schools being used as alternative medical sites in the event of a surge, a surge. We need a surge. Damn it, people. We need you to come in and get sick and go over there to the hospital and say, we, I got all those symptoms. I'm a COVID victim because I. there's probably going to be some money for you down the road. They'll probably just cut you a check. All you homeless people, this is a cash cow. Said we need a we're we're looking for a surge of COVID nineteen patients. There's a tentative timetable set up for two weeks for the honestly we you know, oh Chuck, he's wanting to keep his job. He was unemployed for years before he could score that government job. 
The sites are likely to be outfitted over the course of the next two weeks. When completed, it would provide the healthcare community with additional capacity. We can't even fill the, the hospitals losing money. We can't even fill the beds now. We're tr- we got trouble. So here's the deal. Uh, the number of cases is dropping off, and it's very disappointing to the healthcare professionals. And they they constantly are saying, "Well, you know the model. The you know the model is just a model. That's all a model is is a model. And a model is just well, we just it's just based on assumptions. And assumptions are assumptions. Assumptions we just kind of made the best call we could, and then we built a model. And on that model, we took away your business." We separated you from your friends. We we shut down your school. We ended your graduation. Uh, we ended your vacation. We ended just about everything we wanted to. We ended your relationship with that lady because she didn't want you to come over because of COVID-19. You might have it and infect, infect her family. We just screwed your whole life up, and we love it because we're liberals. We're the swamp, and we can control you, and we can tell you what to do, when to get up, what to do, what kind of – whether you – you, we can make you wait outside your bank and wait, go in one by one. Umco Bank darn near lost me the other day. They, I finally had to leave. They took, they opened the door by one person in that bank that had about 3,000 square feet in it. I thought, you people are out of your living mind. And now the stores are letting you in in groups of 20, 30. Is this bugging you? Listen, when I went to communist Russia right after the overthrow of communism, right after the way everyone, you didn't need the coronavirus. The way everyone got food was you lined up outside the store and they let, they didn't even let you in. There was no shoplifting. They came out and took your order and you paid, you had to front the money like on a bad drug deal. And then they would go in and they would, they would pack your stuff up and bring it out to you and whatever they gave you, you got. There was no choice between this type of bread and that type of bread, this type of ketchup, that type of ketchup. If they had it, you got it. No complaints, no returns. Uh, if you you get it as is, if, both, if it breaks in half, you own both sides. And that's the way it was in Russia. You just lined up out in the cold in the, in the dead of winter, and they came on and you gave them the list and your money. And they went in and picked up your crap. And that's what they're making people do here for why. There isn't any reason. There isn't any proof that people are going to get everybody sick on this stuff. It's just ridiculous. No different than the common cold or the common flu. And they're just blowing smoke. Like, oh, my God, we don't know what we can do to fix it. And there's all kinds of doctors that are coming up with hydroxychloroquine, uh, the Z-Packs, zinc, uh, quinine water, all kinds of stuff that that are knocking the dog out of this stuff. So here we got, you know, we're not we're not all freaked out. We got ninety five thousand deaths in the U.S. of this. What they're saying here on this website, right? Ninety five. No, is that ninety five? Sorry, we got ninety five thousand deaths internationally. It's a nothing burger, folks. This is a nothing burger. We have 16,454 deaths today in the U.S. How many do we have in, in the Yuba In the appeal, Democrat, we don't have any. God, we don't have any deaths. We need somebody to die of COVID. We need it. Hey, let's take volunteers. Let's get some people in the rest homes that come over and die so we can, like, 
say we we need some stats, man, to justify this takeover. All right. Uh, we got a, uh, the interview uh, China tried to hide. The interview try, China tried to hide. I'm going to play this. I'm going to take a drink of, of uh, off the air so Frank will be happy. And then uh, we'll be right back. Well, I woke up this morning. Yes, poor lightning shows, please. Our cover story tonight is about a doctor in Wuhan. You've probably not heard of her because her story has been hidden by the mighty dragon. Hidden until it got out. We are talking about Dr. Ai Fen. She's the director of the emergency department at the Wuhan Central Hospital. She's also the reason why the world found out about China's cover-up. She was perhaps the first doctor to order tests on the early coronavirus patients. And now she has gone missing. The latest reports claim that her whereabouts are unknown now. Why is this doctor so important? Why must her story be told? Because Dr. Ai Fen has ruffled the feathers of the Communist Party of China. Not only did she find the virus, she even spoke about it in China. Last month, she gave an interview to a Chinese magazine. The government did not like it. The interview created fresh trouble for Beijing. It also became proof of China's cover-up because Dr. Ai Fen had revealed it all. She told the world how China knew about the coronavirus way back in December and how China did nothing to stop it. Dr. Ai Fen said all of this in her interview. She said that she was not the whistleblower. She was the one who gave the whistle. Tonight on Gravitas, we have for you the IFEN revelations. We've been investigating her claims. We've also reported on some of her assessments in the past. And now we have accessed a copy of Dr. IFEN's interview. This was removed from the Internet by the Chinese censors. The interview is the smoking gun, the proof of China's cover-up. This is what it says. Dr. IFEN was in her hospital when the patients walked in. It was a disease that no other doctor had seen before. The patients were showing flu-like symptoms, but usual treatment methods were not working on them. So Dr. Ifen, she was treating some of the patients herself, and she decided to carry out some tests. The result, she said, was shocking. The report called it a SARS coronavirus. Now, the interview says that Dr. Ifen read the report several times to confirm it. Her conclusion did not change. She said that she broke out in a cold sweat. She knew an unprecedented challenge was staring at her. Dr. Ifen circled the diagnosis. She took a photograph of the report and she shared it with a friend. Soon the report was circulated across Wuhan's medical circles. Other doctors began talking about this new virus, this mysterious disease. One of them was Dr. Lee Wenliang, the man on your screen. He, too, received this report. And he's now known as the first whistleblower. Dr. Ai Fen gave him the whistle, as she puts it. He shared her report further. Soon it emerged on the radar of the Chinese censors. They found out what was being circulated, and this is where the cover-up begins. Dr. Lee was pulled up by Chinese officials for sharing the report. He was accused of spreading rumors. And then the Chinese police tracked down Dr. Ai Fen as the source. They told her to stay quiet. First, she received a warning. Her hospital told her to not spread this information. 
two days later, she was called before her hospital's disciplinary inspection committee. She was accused of spreading rumors. She was reprimanded. Disciplinary action for raising concerns. Dr. IFN tried to warn her seniors. She tried to raise an alarm about the Wuhan virus, but her voice was muzzled. The interview says that she knew about human-to-human -human transmission, but no one listened to her. Instead of acting on her report, the Wuhan Central Hospital joined the government's cover-up. The staff was forbidden from passing messages or images about this virus. A few months later, Dr. IFN got a chance to speak again. Her interview was published in a Chinese magazine called People. And this time, she did not hold anything back. She told everything that she knew, and now nobody knows where she is. Gone missing for reporting on the Wuhan virus. Somebody told me to smoke marijuana, you wouldn't get COVID. I was thinking about trying some. These guys outside here got me about under the influence. So here we go. Let's look at some statistics on COVID, okay? Uh, I, you may be sick of all this stuff, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to just uh, tell you how many uh, ventilators they shipped to California. And then hit. Does it get your attention when California doesn't need stuff and it's shipping it back? Hello? When they're telling you on one deal, my God, this is Pearl Harbor. It's going to be it's the surge. This week is the surge. This week is Pearl Harbor. This week is like the Twin Towers. Oh, my God. It, I can't believe it. I can't. Does anybody know anybody that's got COVID? All right. Fauci. Little old Fauci. This guy I think this guy thinks, you know, so I'm tired of being a doctor. What I like is standing up in front of the camera every day. That's what I like. I think I want to be the new, new Trump's new press secretary. Fauci is now, I, I, the guy, we went from $2.2 million, $2 million deaths with the model down to 100 to 200,000 deaths. And now the final, I'm sure this is going to be it. It's like our two old people at Adventist Health in Marysville. They died. They deemed it COVID. They just needed to get somebody in the bag. It's like a turkey. Some of my friends are shooting turkeys right now. We need to get a turkey, COVID turkey in the bag to get some stats going around here. So I'm wondering at the, at the California level, if we they counted our two turkeys that died, if they're going to un, un, undeath them. Did they resurrect Final death toll, Fauci says, look looks more like sixty thousand. Going, God, sixty thousand? That's all we're gonna get. We gotta have more than that for a pandemic. That's not even a pandemic. That's a damn demic. Sixty thousand. Then the hundred to two hundred thousand that the U.S. Fit officials previously estimated. New York, you think? Oh, seven hundred ninety-nine deaths. Hey. They almost murder that many people in a weekend. Are you kidding me? Some of these big cities, you they just pick people up like cordwood and haul them over to the mortuary. Dying all hey, would you, 12 million people in these cities, 
10 million, 9 million, 12 million, 50, 60, 100 deaths. It's of no, it's like a nothing burger. Then they just want to statistic you to death. You think, my God, 18,000 people hospitalized. Well, that's unbelievable. It isn't unbelievable when there's, when the country has 325 million people in it, for goodness sakes. Any unbelievable. Let me just give you a comparison. Let's talk about AIDS, HIV. You know anybody has AIDS? Yep, I do. I know a number of them. As of 2016, 675,000 people have died of HIV backslash AIDS in the United States of America since it started. It doesn't say the start date, but I'm going to guess in the 80s or maybe the late 70s. The In the beginning of the HIV epidemic, 675,000. And even today, nearly 13,000 people die of AIDS in America. Even with the improved treatments, 13,000. Now, how many how many people did I say have died of COVID here? <clears throat> Were you paying attention? Sixteen. We're just barely we're just barely beat out the AIDS people, the poor poor AIDS people. Do you do you do you are are you concerned about that? Do you wear a condom? If you're having sex with the neighbor's wife instead of your own, are you wearing a condom? Thirteen thousand. In 2018, 37, almost 38,000 people received an HIV diagnosis. Now, that's a scary thought. Now, that's way more than we got going right now in the United States. Having COVID, dying of COVID. HIV used to be a death sentence. You remember that when people got HIV? Oh, he's going to die, right? 37, 832 in 2018. You, you know, more people right now... Uh, making a big deal about putting on a mask and putting on a condom. Isn't that interesting? Which one's going to kill you? Which one's going to really screw up your life? Would you rather have COVID or AIDS? Just a thought. Can't get people to wear condoms that are having sex, you know, monogamous sex out there in all of us. That means sex with the same woman for the rest of your life. Monogamous sex. Don't have to worry about that condom thing. Unless she's cheating or he's cheating on you, like in the Easton case. But if you're having random partners, right, you're having a uh, a fling, you're having a stand, a one-night stand, you might think about wearing a condom, and you it'd be interesting if you walked in wearing a mask, but you didn't put on a condom. Isn't that odd? And they even know what counties where most of the diagnoses are coming from. The four, 48 counties in the United States. They know exactly where those counties were, the high incidence of HIV. You think those people are wearing more masks or condoms over there? How about gonorrhea? The CDC, the Centers for Democrat Control, 
estimate that approximately 1.14 million new gonococcal infections occur in the United States every year. 1.14 million. And as many as half occur among young people, 15 to 24. Well, there you go, Kukaloo. You want that COVID down there with the youngsters. Are you talking to the youngsters about gonococcal infections? 1.14 million. You think we're going to get that many on the coronavirus? How many infections we got here? What did I say? Did I tell you? Coronavirus cases. No, that's the world. Let me get. Okay. We got, we don't even have a half million coronavirus cases total that we found. Now, certainly there's some out there we haven't found. But we had 1.14 gonococcal infections. And half of them in the 15 to 24. That means they're banging like rabbits, those guys, and not wearing any. They think they're going to live forever, so they're just getting that. In 2018, over a half million cases of gonorrhea were reported to the CDC. Chlamydia is the most frequently reported bacterial sexually transmitted infection in the United States of America. In 2018, 1.7 million. That's almost 2 million cases of chlamydia. We are having a meltdown over COVID-19, the Kung flu. And do you hear much about chlamydia or condoms? And people are banging everybody out there. Unfaithful, wife swapping, orgies over here in Sutter County. I don't know whether Yuba County people do that or not. But Sutter County, even in my, it seemed to be a lot of government people doing it. I think you guys must have a real unsatisfactory life. You got to, you got so, you're so tired of the person you're with. You got to spice it up and bang, bang your partner's partner. 1.7, almost 2 million cases of chlamydia were reported to CDC from 50 states in the District of Columbia, but an estimated 2.86 million infections occur annually. Whoa, baby. You know what that means is people are getting infected and not reporting it. Like, oh, what's that down there? Mm, that looks funky. Well, I think it'll probably just go away. I'm going to pray over it. I'm going to pray over that right there. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to go to talk to the pharmacist. Maybe he's got something over the counter we can fix that with. No, bozo, it ain't going to work that way. You're going to have to get some legit antibiotics go talk to dr kukaloo she's getting paid to live up here in the hampton inn and costing us a couple hundred hundred dollars a day and um maybe she's getting a state discount it's interesting you know you hire these people and like i bet old bob bendorf up living up in rockland i bet we're having to pick up him a hotel room down here because you can't well you can't well, my god you can't expect me to drive all the way home man we're we're under surge we're having a surge. We're under siege, and we have a surge. We got a surge, and and if he isn't sitting behind that computer, people are going to die. People are going to die of something that they deem is the coronavirus. Now, what do you think about the impact of uh, 
What do you think the impact of all this uh, uh, forcing people to stay in their homes and running out of money and can't pay their bills and can't take care of their kids, can't pay their child support? What's happening, I'll tell you, with TIP, we're seeing a lot of people kill themselves. That get did that blow your hair back? Do you care about that? Are you just gonna? Oh my God, I can't, I can't go out because my my daughter says if I bring if I bring this COVID back to my kid, her kids. Oh my God, you know the whole the whole world. You know they can't get a cold. Well, suicide. Anybody concerned about suicide? We we shutting down uh, businesses. We we all staying in our home because uh, in in two thousand eighteen forty eight thousand plus. Ended their life, and that's an under understatement because they'll only they'll only call it a suicide if it's absolutely clear. And in 2018, 1.4 million people attempted to end their life. Now there there's side, there's indirect, there's collateral damage, there's collateral indirect damage when you shut people's lives down. And you monkey, you do social engineering. People would just kill themselves or they'll kill their partner. And nobody's counting that. Kukaloo, are you counting that? Rachel Rosenbaum, are you counting that? Are you counting the number of suicides? Are you counting the number of calls into mental health? Are you counting the number of domestic? Can we like do some research for God's sake? We're keeping track, even if they deem it. They, Rachel said they deemed it. They deemed that those people died of COVID, and then they undeemed it. They undeemed it. Well, this is a this is a an amazing time. It's a once in a lifetime experience. Uh, just like if you you know I've gone through fifty five. Let's see, three floods, two forest fires. Now I've got uh, an onslaught where they're trying to lock me into my own home. Pretty soon they're going to come over here take guns they've already had sheriffs say you can't buy any guns it's not an essential service but you can have an abortion it's okay you can't have you can't go to church because they're not essential i agree with the government's view of most churches are not essential if they've ended tomorrow you wouldn't even notice them being gone you wouldn't notice them being gone so uh i want to i'm going to drop back here i need to give some credit i was uh I, I'm on the air here because I got a few friends that want me to be on the air. Some of you, if it's the first time, this may be the last time we join together. But it's okay. It's okay because I don't try to talk to people that hate me or hate the views that I have. I'm okay with that. You have your views, and there's room in my heart for people that are far left liberals. I don't have I don't have hate about those things. Uh, and I'm okay with people hating me. I'm comfortable with it. It's okay. I'm good, right? I'm good. And it it I, it doesn't mean I'm a superior person. It's just kind of the way God wired me. Um, let me make a couple comments. Well, let me just go back here. I want to just uh, say this week, uh, I have I live in an old house. It's older than Yuba College. Yuba College is going to tear down their buildings, but my house is nice because we actually do maintenance. But at the college, they don't do any maintenance out there, Yuba College. And and so they just let things rot, and then they say, well, there's no way we can fix that up now. We're just going to shove that over. We're going to build brand new. Well, you know, in the in the general public, you can't afford to do that. You actually got to maintain your buildings. I got to maintain my car. I don't drive it into the ground because I'm hoping the car, my, my Honda Element, which like a toaster on wheels, 
that it will outlast me. That's my goal. I, I'm not, and people say, Lou, you got a death wish. I don't have a death wish. I just follow in the Bible. God will leave me here. Sometimes God forgets people and they leave them here till they're really old. And uh, so I'm, I just want to keep going till I got something to go. And when I don't have anything to go, I'm ready to go. I don't need to stick around and lay around in a rest home and hear people whine all day. So I want to give a shout out to Dave Greenitz at Greenitz Construction. I, I, my doorknob was not working. It quit work. When I twist it, it would not open. I thought, this isn't fair. It's supposed to open. That's how they told me doorknobs work. You twist it, and it pulls the striker out, and you can go in and you can go out. But it was getting flakier and flakier. I was having a monkey with a monkey with a monkey. Finally, I called Dave. I got a problem, dude. So I, I thought I thought I was going to have to change this whole. It was a fancy mechanism back in 1937, but today it was complicated to fix it. I thought, oh, we're going to have to do a whole new mechanism, or we're going to. I said, Dave, I don't want to put a new door on. This door is cool. He said, all right, take a photo. Take some photos of it, and then I'm going to check it out, and I'll be over. He came over. This is Greenitz Construction, who supports this program, and uh, Dave Greenitz. His main deal is to, like, making make funky kitchens incredibly amazing or bathrooms where you don't, never want to leave it. If you're going to be locked down with the coronavirus, what you want to be is locked down in one of his bathrooms and kitchens. And so he came over and he took it apart and he said, Lou, this is stripped out in here. But it, he said, I think I can find a part for it. We'll put it all back together again. You'll be good to go. So he brought over, he brought over, I had a brass, I had a brass uh, doorknob on the outside. And um, he said, Lou, I got this glass, a glass doorknob, ancient antique glass doorknob. And he said, do you mind if I just replace it? And I'm going to replace the inner workings that came with the the glass one for the brass one. And uh, I think it's going to be good. I just need to monkey with it. So and uh, so anyway, he fixed it this week. He fixed it just in the took what took all the time is running back and forth to get the parts out of his shop. But he just had them on hand. And now the doorknob still looks like it fits the house. Now, Yuba College, they would just shove the building over. Or let it go. Or tell the students they weren't going to meet in there no more. They'd mothball it. But I can't afford to mothball the house because i got to live here. So i got a, I got a, a brand new. It, it works brand new, though though it's an antique doorknob. And uh, so Greenest Construction, if you haven't heard of them, uh, they do cool remodels. Really cool. And you just need to go check it out. You don't have to go see them. You could just check it out online. You can like stock them through the uh, internet. So you can go at greenitzconstruction.com or you could go at Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook. And you can see some of the before and after the layout plans and in photos, pretty cool stuff. It's shocking how, how amazing it is. And, uh, but if you need some, sometimes they'll just do repairs for you. And, uh, you know, just kind of put things back together, take them apart, put them back together. And, uh, and in fact, he did, a, I think, about $20,000, $25,000 deck for one of our other people that support the program here. And they do decks. They do remodels. They do front, new front doors. They even put in, you know, in a couple months when it gets hot, you're going to wish you had a whole house fan. So because PG&E, their rates, I think, are going to probably double. Because they went bankrupt, you know, following the green system of uh, lard, oh, lard hair, old oh, Gavin Newsom. 
They're following his green. They got to follow. You know, the government is running PG&E. It has been for years. They, you know, Newsom says, oh, I'm going to take over PG&E. They, they took it over years ago. They, they just left the names and the board in place, uh, the ruling board. But the, the government's been telling them how to run. How else do you, whenever the government takes over anything, it goes broke. Just look around the world. Go to Venezuela. Look on some of you liberals that are all into socialism. Just get a ticket as soon as you can down to Venezuela and check it out. Don't read it in a book or a magazine or something. Just go go check out some of these areas. We we just had a team come back from Cuba, and uh, they said, you know, I've, one of the guys that runs our construction crews has been all over the world. Literally, the Congo, Kenya. Um, Honduras, Mexico, Oaxaca, Mexico, not just up on the north. He said Lou is the most uh, disastrous, economically disastrous situation I've ever seen. The most poor situation I've ever seen, Cuba. But you send down some of these liberal women down there, congresswomen, and they'll go to, they'll get wined and dined by Castro brothers uh, in Havana and put up in a nice hotel. And they think, oh, this is like, just like the U.S., all right, so we're going to take a break here, and um, one, two, three, da, 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 da. Okay, we're going to have a short clip. I'm going to have a little drink off the air, Frank, so I'm, I'm staying professional today. And uh, then we'll be right back. was afraid to tell you about the news this week. This week, while the mainstream media refused to air the presidential press conferences on COVID-19, here are the things that happened that really matter. Face masks do work. Face masks are effective in slowing the transmission of respiratory viruses like COVID-19. The CDC and the World Health Organization lied to you when they said that face masks don't work. In fact, Dr. Fauci admitted the reason they told you not to wear a mask was to save the supply for medical providers. In other words, public health officials lied to manipulate our behavior and lied about science, which says that face masks do work, which means we should all be wearing them. But did the mainstream media report this to you? No, no. In fact, still to this day, even after the CDC and the World Health Organization have been called out for their lies, the mainstream media is still propagating the lie that masks are ineffective. No hospitals in the United States have actually run out of ventilators due to COVID-19, at least up until this point. The DNR rumors do not resuscitate, and the reports of rationing and giving ventilators only to patients who are young, that is fake news. In fact, the Navy hospital ships, UNS Mercy and Comfort, have less than 20 patients a day, after, days after the media hysterically reported that they were needed immediately. But did the mainstream media report the truth about this? No. The mainstream media reported projections of overwhelmed hospitals as if they are current reality, which they are not. And the mainstream media actually mocked the U.S. Navy ships for only taking on non-COVID-19 patients, even though that was the plan all along. Dr. Fauci said we can start relaxing social distancing only when there are no new cases or deaths from COVID-19. Think about that. We were told two weeks, and then we were told two months, 
But the man advising the president admitted that he wants social distancing until nobody is contracting the virus or dying anymore, which is crazy, both economically and because social distancing is not supposed to stop the spread of the virus. It's just supposed to slow the spread. Even with social distancing, everybody is still expected to contract the virus. But did the mainstream media report on the serious discrepancy in what Dr. Fauci is saying compared to the reality of how distancing does not stop the virus? Nope, the mainstream media did not say a word. Thousands of healthcare workers are furloughed across the nation. That's right, healthcare workers are losing their jobs. 700 in Cincinnati, 700 in Boston, 500 in Kentucky, 400 in Connecticut, 200 in Kentucky, et cetera, et cetera. Because states are mandating that private practices cancel non-essential surgeries at hospitals. But did the mainstream media report on the unintended economic consequences of these government-mandated lockdowns? That the healthcare industry will be hurt too? No, no. The mainstream media barely mentioned that. The St. Louis Fed predicts that due to COVID-19, the unemployment rate in our nation may hit as high as 32.1%, which is 7% higher than the worst unemployment rate during the Great Depression. The Fed says up to 47 million Americans might lose their jobs. That means 67 million Americans are currently in jobs that are in high risk of layoffs. But even as nearly 10 million Americans filed for unemployment in just two weeks' time due to the economic standstill from the government lockdown, did the mainstream media report on this dire prediction of a depression from the Fed? No. The mainstream media barely even reported it. The mainstream media does not care to report any of that to you. So we will. I told y'all, President Trump don't play that. He don't play. That Iranian leader had the game twisted. He didn't know who he was messing with. No, he didn't know. He didn't know. That's why he did. That's why he did right now. Because he messing with the wrong president. He messing with the wrong country. And he got knocked off. This man is responsible for the death of thousands and thousands of innocent people. An American embassy was attacked. This man was planning attacks on our troops, planning attacks on American people. So what did you think Trump was going to do? Let this sucker just do what he wanted to do and get away with murder? No, Trump ain't the one. You mess with us? Trump going to send them troops? Trump going to send them strikes and he going to take you out. He going to go back to the White House and have him a fresh Diet Coke like nothing never happened because he's not about to let y'all threaten us and harm us. It's not happening under Trump's watch. You threaten Americans, Trump going to have you knocked off and he going to go back to the White House and drink him a Diet Coke, a really cold one and going about his day. But he gonna make sure that the American people is safe. You just can't attack. Trump ain't no punk. My president is not a punk. He not the one. And he don't want no war. No, Trump want peace. But he can't allow people to threaten us and harm us. Trump want peace. But if you threaten us, he gonna call the troops. And they're going to pull out the piece and bust a cap in somebody's butt. Messing with us. Trump is not the one. That's why we voted for him. Trump 2020.
I want to, uh, before we get going here, give a shout out to Monty Hecker uh, with uh, Elite Universal Security. I just saw where he was advertising in some publication. He said, we need workers. Please come to work for us. We need workers. So Elite Universal Security at 5548 Feather River Boulevard in Yuba County. But they work all up and down the northern, northern state, all the way below. They start below Sacramento. Work all the way up into Southern Oregon. It's amazing. They got they started right here local. Monty's a retired uh, veteran from the United States Air Force, and uh, they they like to hire veterans. So if you think, oh man, I I got I'm fighting all kinds of issues from being overseas, and nobody wants me. Monty wants you. He'll hire you, and uh, they'll train you too. And they'll put you through their own schooling thing. They got an academy called API Academy. You can look it up online, API-Academy. Go check it out. Uh, They got jobs in Chico, Redding, down near the Sacramento area, all over the place. Said, our mission at API Academy is to provide professional and practical training uh, that the Guard can utilize in the field. We teach courses in full compliance with the requirements by the Bureau of Security Investigative Services. They got all kinds of classes. And if you want to learn how to shoot or get a, a permit, they can help you get that. They have classes on the weekend, so just give them a call. Uh, let me give you their number again, 530-749-0280. This is, if you're down... Go out and get some training. Put in an application at Monty's place. You're, you're tight. You know, you've got to stay stay down. Drive over there and have an interview. There's nothing wrong with that. 530-749-0280. Monty Hecker, Elite Universal Security. They'll take care of you. If you've got people stealing your stuff, I just saw where both, I think both our local sheriff's departments did a, an arrest or two on guys stealing very expensive farm equipment. Thank God for these guys, these sheriff's deputies. They're on it, and these detectives. So uh, they, you know, in fact, I just stopped a guy out of my, right in front of my house. He was patrolling behind me where Popeye's used to be, and there's all kinds of no good going back there. And uh, I I hit him up, talked to him about it, but they they pay him to drive that alley, check things out. (coughs) So you can be involved in that. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay. And finally, the plumbing doctor, I had, had to have him come over here and fix a, uh, let a leaky, I put a brand new kitchen faucet in the previous one, just never did work right. Just kind of was goofy. Always leaked a little bit every once in a while. Just didn't work that well. So I said, put a, put a more commercial unit in there. Forget this household stuff, put a commercial unit in there. And I had something else. What did I have going on? Uh, something else was going on as well, but, uh, oh, I had a hot leak leak and the, the feed line from my hot water heater started to drip. Just like God just said, I just had a, I had, I had these God intuit- intuitions, boom, I caught this leak before it did any damage, pull a bucket under it, called plumbing doctor, had him come over, fix that dude, fix my, put in a brand new faucet. I thought that's cool. Got me a commercial faucet on that kitchen. 
But I'm telling you, water damage in your house can really screw it up. Yuba College knows that. Those they never they they didn't put new roofs on. They gave all the money to the the salaried. They pay these people two three hundred thousand dollars a year. Pay the teachers a lot of money. These all fancy retirement funds. Then they can't they can't put a roof on the building. Then when it leaks, they don't they say, well, we can't have any kids in that classroom because there's going to be liability. Going to be there's going to be mold in that building. Hmm. So now we've got to mothball the building because we can't afford, unless you pass this bond, you give them a couple hundred million dollars, it's amazing. I could go out there and get that place whipped into shape pretty cheap, but they cannot do it, these boys. Give them a couple hundred million, they can't figure out. They build, they, they'll move down the road, build a brand new campus. Leave that campus out there to rot. Here, let me, I'll give you a little assignment. You drive down to the Woodland campus, Woodland College, junior college. They, now, they won't even call it Yuba anymore. Drive down there, see how beautiful that is. Then drive over to Sutter County, see how beautiful that building is on on uh, East Onstott. Then drive out to Yuba College on Northville Road and see what a train wreck it is out there. That should shock you. So uh, anyway, plumbing doctor, water can do some damage, whether it's coming through your roof or going under your sink or or it's dripping in your wall behind your shower area. But it could all be fixed. And, man, it, when it's fixed, it's cool. I like things working. Like I told Dave Green, I said, thank you so much for fixing my my uh, the knob on my uh, my door because I like things to work well. Thank you, Jesus. So Plumbing Doctor, you can call them at 530-671-9111, and they will come out and fix your plumbing problem. This is the time to do it. If you're down, you have a little bit of quality, let them come out and put a new uh, – sewer line or put a new intake line coming into your house whatever fix fix things that you just been ignoring like this is a time to fix your house up clean it up fix it up improve things instead of just sitting around all day all right so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna move on figure out what to do here next let's see oh i i like this this is uh said our national media this is matt mccoyak matt mccoyak he says, this is true. All you have to do is turn on the television. Our national media is rooting for hydro, hydroxy, hydroxy, sorry, chloroquine, or some people call it hydrochloroquine. They just leave out the XY, hydroxychloroquine, to not work. They're rooting for it not to work on, on coronavirus. And even Fauci said, well, we don't have a double-blind study. Screw it. You know something? When my mother uh, had cancer and they basically said, we've done all we can do, there was some people doing some unique stuff down in Mexico. And and they discussed it. I remember them discussing it at the dinner table one night about whether to try it. And they decided not to, and she died. What does it hurt? Uh, there, there's been a lot of things that have not been approved by the federal uh, drug Administration, Food and Drug Administration, FDA. They have not been approved because they just take too darn many years to approve it. But it's it's good it's good stuff, and you can go over to Europe and get it, and get treated, right? So uh, Matt McCoyak he nailed it. Our national media is hoping that hydroxy or hydroxychloroquine uh, they don't want it to work. I want you to think about that. They just hope 
Trump fails. They hope people die. They're, it's the same way with Dr. Kukulu. The reason she's going to justify her job is is somehow proving when not really many people are going to get sick by this virus or die by it. It wouldn't it be amazing if not one person in our whole community dies of the virus? Wouldn't that be fun? The virus come through here and all these 80, 70, 80, 90-year-old people, people that smoke for 40 years, people that are on breathing machines, and they none of them die of COVID. Man, they're going to have some explaining to do around here. But they're going to say, oh, it's be in, in here. That's why they're going to have to change the grade. You know, we got an F grade over, and we got a D minus. It's the one thing we moved ahead of Sutter County on. We got a D minus, and they got an F. Did you know, this is just a little trivia. Did you, a lot of you young people, you don't even know about Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square is a massive concrete square. It must be a hundred acres, 50 acres surrounded by government buildings. On one end is the forbidden city where the emperor of China used to live. Lots of government buildings. And they had a, they had a student protest. Did, did it seem odd to you that the coronavirus broke out and the student protest stopped? <laughs> you think the Chinese might have launched this coronavirus to stop the student uprisings? Well, in 1989 on, there had been discontent with students wanting democracy and they they were they were protesting 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 and finally they went into the they they did a sit-in or a camp-in at the uh, Tiananmen Square next to the Forbidden City and uh, they camped all over it. and they had these speeches after speech after speech and protest and singing and all the same thing they're singing now hallelujah they're singing jesus songs they're waving american flags just pissed pissed the chinese communists off so did you know that this is back before the internet right that the common internet we would have 1989 and uh on june 4 they rolled uh thousands they brought three hundred thousand troops 300,000 troops. Get your mind around 300,000 and then put troops after it. And they rolled tanks. They rolled tanks. Tanks. Like George Patton tanks down the streets of Beijing. Armed troops. And do you know that China has never reported one death at Tiananmen Square? They cleared them off. They brought in flamethrowers to burn up all the contraptions and tents and everything. They brought in flamethrowers. And they it burnt the concrete. They have these big concrete pavers, like six feet by six feet pavers. And it turned them black and it stained them with pla- melted plastic and stuff. They removed all those pavers and put fresh concrete in there. These Chinese are amazing. The rumors are that at at very very minimum several hundred to several thousand people died that during that uh, massacre. Not one death has ever been reported. Now I think yesterday, the day before, there was no deaths reported from the coronavirus in China. These people are such liars. They are such liars. 
So, uh, and thousands more were wounded. Never a report of any problem. Just a fun fact. Now, I, I just want to have to bring this up because we just passed the anniversary of the taxing, the Measure K taxing of Yuba County residents. We fought it, we fought it, we fought it, and we actually won the opponents. But because they rigged the rules, Robert Bendorf and the supervisors rigged the rules against us. In other words, heads I win, tails you lose. And uh, they rigged the rules, and so they 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 had a special tax, a special uh, tax election that needed a two-thirds vote of the populace, but they said, no, it's not a special tax. Oh, we call it a special tax. It's really not a special tax, and so we only need 50% plus one. They got 53% of the vote, said, we'll do it. We'll, we'll tax ourselves another percent. And so they lost. We, we challenged it in court, and they lost. Stephen Barrier, the judge, a well-respected judge in Yuba County, seasoned judge, not a rookie. He's at the at twilight of his career. Uh but respected, been here for many years, not quirky, not weird, not uh, he's respected. He ruled that this he invalidated the tax and said this is a special tax. You needed a two thirds vote. You did it wrong. You just said you did it wrong. Instead of stopping it right there. The they let the tax. Uh, they said, we're going to appeal it. So since they appealed it, it allowed the tax to be assessed on the people starting April 1 of, of uh, 2019. And so each month, about $10,000 a month has been taken extra away from the people where they would have bought groceries, paid their payments, paid for clothes for the kids' school, buying all the stuff that they need to make the world go around, right? So 10000 a month. So they have taken... Over four, I mean, $10,000, not a month, but a day, 10000 a day. So it, it now accumulates, their estimates, about $4.5 million were taken out of the taxpayers' pockets, more than, than, say, county next door to us. And for an invalid, uh, an invalid ordinance or an invalid ballot measure, instead of just agreeing with, uh, the judge, Judge Barrier, and putting another item on the ballot on a future election, they they said, well, we're going to appeal it. Now, why would they appeal it? Now, these supervisors and Robert Bender are either the stupidest people you ever met in your life or the sharpest people. You figure it out. The most devious people. Devious people are sharp. They knew that win or lose on that two-thirds versus majority, they would get to charge that tax. And if they fought it in court for a year or two years, that would they would get to keep that money. They knew that. Now, we didn't. The opponents, we didn't know any about that We did, because we never fought a tax like this. But they knew going in. Why? Because they hire people. They spend our taxpayers' money and hired people to tell them just that. They knew that if they lost in court, they would still get to charge the tax. And if they pro- prolonged this in court, so what? what's happened right now? Do you think... Now, now, how's how's this tax working for all these people sitting at home and not making any money? Now, government people don't give a crap because they're all earning money whether they're working or not. But the people working in the private sector are being forced. They haven't do, done martial law, but they're being forced by the government to stay home. 
And and if in fact, in uh, Mayor Garcetti in L.A. said, if you're working at a business that we don't think is essential, this is amazing. This is the government, your government saying we don't give a crap about your business and we you're not essential to us. You're not essential to the functioning of this society. So go to hell. And we don't care whether you go broke or not. Oh, yeah, we're going to give you a grant. We're going to give 20 Sutter County and now Yuba County supervisors. We're going to give out 20. There's thousands of businesses, people in this area. They're going to choose 20 of their favorite businesses and give them up to 20000 apiece. They're going to spend a quarter of a million dollars for each county. That's how they're going to help us. They shut down all the businesses that they don't think are essential. And nonprofits, by the way, and 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 profits and nonprofit businesses, and then they turn around and they give a token, chump change, twenty thousand dollars up to twenty thousand dollars for just how how far does you do do the division if you can unless you did Common Core you can't do division twenty thousand up to twenty thousand how far do you think two hundred fifty thousand is going to go? How much sense does that make? And now they're in the lending business. And then they turn around in Sutter County and they say, well, not only the firefighters that we have working are making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, right? I'm going to leave that alone because I don't have time to address it today. $200,000, $150,000. And they're going to turn around and they're going to spiff them bonus. They're going to give them, uh, they're going to go out and buy restaurant cards, not to every restaurant because they don't even know who they all are. So they're going to have the Chamber of Commerce. So only the Chamber of Commerce people will benefit. So that means you've got to really be a part of the Chamber of Commerce to be a part of this, to benefit. And they're going to, they're going to give people that are already being paid. They're already being paid a very generous amount of money. And what I just heard the other day, because of this crisis, if they work one day, they get a day vacation. How would you like to have a job like that? That's unbelievable. And they're going to now get there. They're going to get restaurant cards that they can go use for their family at a restaurant. And other people have no income and don't get anything. Most people don't get anything. Is that incredible to you? Is that being disconnected from reality? It's unbelievable. So instead of the supervisors discussing like, hey, we have this corona thing. Now all our people. Now, if they really cared about their constituents, here's what they might think. Hey, we really screwed up. First of all, we may lose this. We did the wrong thing. Why don't we just admit it and quit it? Admit it and quit it. But instead, it's an ego thing. It's a it's a face-saving device. And, in, and every day that goes by, it puts 10 grand in their pocket. Is this devious or what? Did you know that we actually lock people up in Yuba County Jail for a lot, lot less than this? And these people, it's legal robbery. Legal exploitation. We, we like, put people in jail for exploiting other people. Sex trafficking, human trafficking. And yet these guys are taking $10,000 a day out of the pockets of people that are now unemployed. Isn't that amazing? They, all they have to do is say, we're, we're dropping our suit. We're dropping our appeal. And it would be over and they'd stop the tax. Do you think they'd give a crap? 
They don't give a damn about people. Are you kidding me? This is all a big damn fraud. If they did, they would stop that $10,000 a day. They would stop the $10,000 debt. If they want to put something else on the ballot in the future and argue it, fine, which they will do. Yuba College is already going to put a bond back on the ballot. They've already said that. They don't, they don't care how much it's costing you to live up here. They do not care. Don't, don't listen. It's just, it's just like fake news. Fake people. They're fake people. They don't even live here. Some of these people, Bendorf doesn't live here. Kukaloo doesn't live here. They just come here and cash in on what's going on. We got one more session to go, and uh, we'll be right back. And uh, enjoy this clip I got for you. I put a lot of effort into this. Hang away for me to love you if you want. So it seems that President Xi Jinping of China knew about the Wuhan coronavirus weeks before he did anything about it. Maybe he was busy with more important things than human life. Maybe he had a crossword to finish. Who knows? Let's not rush to judgment. As most people know by now, the Chinese Communist Party has infected the world with a deadly virus, the Wuhan coronavirus, which has killed thousands of people and caused unprecedented worldwide panic and lockdown that will likely devastate the global economy. It's important to call this the Wuhan virus, or the Chinese virus, as President Trump would have it, because, as Confucius would say, it's important to call a thing by its proper name. When it first emerged in the city of Wuhan, a responsible government would have dealt with it decisively, but the Chinese Communist Party covered it up to save face until it was too late to contain it. They arrested anyone who talked about it and they refused all offers of outside help because saving face is more important to them than saving life. The Chinese Communist Party is directly responsible for every death from this deadly Wuhan virus that they have inflicted on the world. They have always been enemies of the Chinese people. Now they are enemies of all humanity. They knew the world would be crippled by this virus when they covered it up, but they lied and they lied and they lied again, and they're still lying now. And despite the best efforts of the fake news media and the corrupt World Health Organization to shield them from blame. The whole world can see what these people have done, how irresponsible and how dishonest they have been, and they have lost face. Oh, have they ever. But more importantly, thanks to them, China has lost face. Xi Jinping and his party of gangsters have shamed their country in the eyes of the world. They have shown the world that China cannot be trusted and that as long as they govern it, China should never be trusted or respected again. By the way, I fully expect YouTube to remove this video because Google, which owns YouTube, wants access to the Chinese market. So they do what they're told by the Chinese Communist Party, which approaches every problem with a heavy, blunt instrument. It's so 20th century. A political dinosaur well past its extinction date. In the 70 years these people have been in power, they've destroyed much of China's ancient heritage and tried to force the Chinese people to forget who they really are. 
They describe their system of government as socialism with Chinese characteristics, as if socialism wasn't cruel enough. Not that it matters with socialism, Chinese characteristics, Russian characteristics, whatever. Sooner or later, people end up in concentration camps, like the million Muslims in China right now, incarcerated in what they call re-education centres, where they're forced to eat pork and drink alcohol, as if that's going to sort them out. A lot of Western culture is currently banned or censored in China because they know that if they allow free expression, their brutal surveillance dictatorship will never survive. So they even censor the cartoon character Winnie the Pooh because people think he resembles the president, Xi Jinping. So they're using Winnie the Pooh online as an indirect way of satirizing the president without doing it openly and being arrested and tortured to death and having their organs harvested. Nobody wants that. I don't see the resemblance myself, although I did hear a rumour that early in his career Xi Jinping did get his head stuck in a jar of fake Chinese honey that turned out to be corn syrup, but I don't know how true that is. One thing I do know is that Xi Jinping is so insecure and paranoid about being likened to a cartoon character that he has overreacted and drawn worldwide attention to it. You just know that every state visit from now on, Winnie the Pooh will be front and centre. Banners, cartoons, blimps, you name it, in open, contemptuous mockery of him and his corrupt cowardly, disgusting government that has shamed their country in the eyes of the world. This is such a blunder and a further loss of face on the part of the incompetent Xi Jinping that by his own brutal standards, he really should have himself shot. Confucius insisted on accurate terminology as the root of good government and an orderly society. So as this Wuhan virus continues to shut down the world and to shame the Chinese nation in the eyes of the world, I'm wondering what Confucius would make of the Chinese People's Liberation Army. I reckon he'd be wondering when the Chinese People's Liberation Army are going to live up to their name and liberate the Chinese people instead of standing around with their thumbs up their asses waiting for their noodles. Either that or change its name to the more accurate Government of Shame Preservation Army. And then at least poor old Confucius might rest easy. All right, well, I'm going to change it up for a second here, and I, I just want to remind you, um, it's kind of a little trip to the past, about Obama, Barack Obama. Did, does it still bug you? Just I just can't believe we got this guy as president for eight years, and we never could figure out where he graduated from, his graduate certificate, when he, whether he, he was a real citizen or not. Isn't it amazing? Whether he, what kind of grades he got? Do you, you know, most presidents, you know what they did for a living. The guy, do you know what Obama did for a living? Let me just give you some Obama trivia. It was uh, Obama who spoke these words at the Islamic dinner. He said, I am one of you. Obama on ABC News referenced my Muslim faith. Obama gave $100 million of our taxpayer money 
to rebuild mosques in foreign countries. It's just amazing. Just totally amazing. He just, nobody, the, our, our conservative, so-called conservative people never even fought this. They just laid down for this guy. This guy had amazing clout. He was full of the devil. He says, in the event of a conflict in this country, I will stand with the Muslims. He assured the Egyptian foreign minister that I am a Muslim. He bowed down in submission before the Saudi king. He sat for 20 years under Jeremiah Wright with what they call liberation theology, condemning America and professing Marxism. He exempted Muslims from penalties under Obamacare that the rest of us have to pay. Did you know that? He omitted, endowed by our Creator, from his recitation of the Declaration of Independence. He mocked the Bible and Jesus Christ's Sermon on the Mount while repeatedly referring to the Holy Koran. He traveled the Islamic world denigrating the United States of America. He threw the support of our administration behind the building of the Grand Zero or the Ground Zero Victory Mosque overlooking the hollowed crater of the World Trade Center. It's just amazing. He refused to attend the National Prayer Breakfast, but hastened to host an Islamic Prayer Breakfast of the White House. He ordered Georgetown University and Notre Dame to shroud all vestiges of Jesus Christ before he would agree to there to speak. But in contrast, <clears throat> he never requested the mosques to adjust their decor. It was Obama who appointed anti-Christian fanatics to the core of czars. You remember the czars that just made decisions and changed things without Congress? Nobody even fought this stuff. He appointed, appointed rabid Islamists to Homeland Security. Did you know we had Islamists and Muslims in Homeland Security? Unbelievable. He told NASA's uh, change, uh, NASA's foremost mission to be an outreach to the Muslim communities. Do you remember that? As an Illinois senator, he was the only individual who would speak in favor of infanticide. He was the first president not to give a Christmas greeting from the White House and went so far as to hang photos of Chairman Mao on the White House tree. That guy just wanted to pour salt in people's eyes. He curtailed or stopped the military tribunals of all Islamic terrorists. He refused to condemn the Fort Hood killer as an Islamic terrorist. He refused to speak out concerning the horrific executions of women throughout the Muslim world. But he submitted Arizona to the U.N. for investigation of hypothetical human rights abuses. He funneled $900 million in U.S. taxpayer money 
to Hamas. He ordered the United States Postal Service to honor the Muslim holiday of Ramadan with a commemorative stamp. He directed the United Kingdom Embassy to conduct outreach to keep to help empower the British Muslim community. He funded mandatory Arabic language and culture studies in grammar schools across our country. He followed the Muslim custom of not wearing any form of jewelry during Ramadan. He departed for Hawaii over the Christmas season so as to avoid past criticism for not participating in any seasonal White House religious events. He was uncharacteristically quick to join the chorus of the Muslim Brotherhood to, to depose Egypt's Hosni Mubarak, formerly America's strongest ally in North Africa, in Egypt, but remained muted in his non-response to the Brotherhood-led slaughter of Egyptian Christians. He appointed Chief Advisor Valerie Jarrett, an Iranian who is a member of the Muslim Sisterhood. Uh, he's she was his chief advisor. Remember her, Valerie Jarrett? And it was him who said this country is really not a Christian nation. I just thought just a breath of fresh air for all you Trump supporters. And, of course, many that just can't find anything that Trump uh, can do right. I'm sure you miss those Obama days. Uh, I wanted to. I haven't read anything from Michelle Malkin for quite a while, and uh, I saw this article. She's, I don't know whether I'm just kind of out of the loop with where she's writing or, you know, she's she used to be with different organizations with Fox, and then she was with uh, the Blaze people for a while, and then she had a falling out. But uh, she calls it the grand farce of America's social distancing. This week in Colorado, she said our statewide stay-at-home order was extended until the 26th of April. Uh, and we are urged everywhere to wear a mask of any kind while outdoors. Local groceries are limited customers to one for every 120 feet. For the first time, my neighborhood playground on Tuesday was wrapped in bright yellow caution tape. Can't go in there. And in Brighton, Colorado, a father was handcuffed in an empty park by three police officers for playing t-ball with the six-year-old daughter and wife. People, if you don't think this is bad news for freedom... Uh, you are just uh, uh, really screwed up in the head. And you, I'm, I'm shocked at how many of my Christian friends are just simply clueless. We are not a serious country, she says. America's social distancing campaign has gone both too far and not far enough. The restrictions and guidelines are, are arbitrary, irrational, and unevenly applied. Like the photo in the paper about big dog John Nicoletti. John, I can't get, get enough attention. Nicoletti... Uh, next to the two Asian dudes given uh, passing on 7,000 masks, and they're all just touching. They're, their bodies are mushed up together. They are violating the social distancing. But, of course, they uh, get front page of the paper, and other people get handcuffed because they were playing t-ball with their uh, daughter and wife. While children's swings and slides are now 
crime scenes, golf courses, and pickleball courts in my city are wide open. It's interesting what weed and booze stores are considered essential. Ice creams, dessert joints, and fast food outlets with takeout and delivery services are still operating. But family-owned sit-down restaurants that have been staples in our community have been forced to shut their doors after decades of being in business. Barbershops, hair salons were ordered to close three weeks ago. But government employees on landscaping crews who cut grass like like the ones I've seen all crammed together in the front of a city truck are still earning paychecks subsidized by taxpayers, sidelines from their jobs in the name of safety and public health. In my state and across the country, private gyms have been forbidden spaces for the masses for weeks. But if you're a celebrity or Beltway elitist, you can still stay in shape while sanctimoniously taping public service announcements telling everybody else, stay in your damn home. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez have been racking up social media clicks by sharing cozy family quarantine videos and coping tips from their multi-million dollar Florida mansion. We all need to take care of ourselves mentally and physically and also be respectful of the health and well-being of others. At a time when people need to stay apart, we can still find other ways to feel together. Stay connected and most importantly, stay safe. That's what Rodriguez tweeted to his 1.2 million fans. Yet, last week, the power couple, Lopez and Rodriguez, were caught by paparazzi exiting a Miami gym whose front door sign read, This gym is not open! Kukulu, I think, wrote that. Stay safe at home. That's a Kukulu phrase. Dr. Kukulu from Elk Grove who now stays in the Hampton Inn up here. Actor Mario Lopez and Mark Wahlberg have also been become quarantine time favorites, sharing dance routines, home workouts, homeschool scenes to show their commitment to self-isolation. But last week, the buff Hollywood bros ventured out to posh Los Angeles F45 training facility to tape a partner workout together with a two-person film crew that they told their viewers to replicate in their apartments or backyards. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who every couple of months rises from the dead, uh, her personal trainer bragged that until last week, she was working out at the private Supreme Court gym. Well, God bless you, Ruth. Get in some, get in some barbell work. Everybody's been shut down, trainer Bryant Johnson told Law 360, a legal news and analysis website. The only reason why I didn't shut the justice down is because, hey, she ain't having it, Johnson said. Well, good for Ruth Bader Ginsburg not having it. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to pay any attention to Dr. Kukaloo. Stay home. The translation is, folks, that we are not all together in this. Some people are more equal than others. The privileged among us get VIP gym access during lockdown, while ordinary Americans are cooped up inside doing push-ups in the living room, lunges through the bedroom, makeshift treadmill runs and slippery socks across the kitchen floor, and bicep curls with the jugs of laundry detergent. 
Wealthy L.A. denizens were still flocking to trendy farmers markets last week until they were shamed on next door and other social media outlets. Throngs descended on D.C. Main Avenue fish market last weekend in defiance of stay-at-home orders. Mardi Gras partiers and spring break students formed contagion-friendly mobs while authorities sat on their hands. Philadelphia hoodlums are still holding tailgate parties with carloads of boozers. New York subways remain stuffed to the gills with commuters on trains and platforms. Does that make any sense to you people? Why would subways and trains be running buses, right? But cops in Florida did crack down on a pastor in Tampa for holding services at his mega church and police in New Jersey arrested 15 attendees at an Orthodox Jewish Jewish rabbi's funeral. Let the dead bury the dead. Mandatory mass isolation, or at least the illusion of it, is an efficient way to instill hysteria and disrupt lives, but a poor means of actually protecting the most vulnerable. Selective social distancing is a futile exercise in virus virtue signaling. How dare you stand within four or five feet of each other? Why aren't you wearing a mask? Either we're in it or we're all out. You can't attribute curve flattening to social distancing if huge swaths of the people never practiced it or opted out when convenient. How long must we continue on this charade? Michelle Malkin says public health autocrat Anthony Fauci insists we must continue living like this until there are no new cases and no new deaths. Really? What if we're never, what if they never stop happening, Anthony? Does that mean we can't, all these businesses are just come to not? Or until a vaccine, did you know that Bill Gates, what he's advocating, Bill Gates, Microsoft Bill Gates, who is now an uh, unofficial doctor, he is now advocating that no group meetings until all people are vaccinated. You know, that just eliminated the church. But all my friends that go to different churches, are they're totally cool with this with this online church thing. And they're, they're, they're just like thumbs up with the government on this thing. Well, we got Bill Gates saying no more gatherings of any kind until everyone's vaccinated. And you know what his vaccinate, his vaccinations are not COVID vaccinations. He's talking about Planned Parenthood vaccinations, birth control vaccinations, because he wants to eliminate hundreds of millions of people from the earth. Did you know that? It's right on YouTube, people. It's not a conspiracy. It's not me interpreting what he says. You can go see it yourself. Malkin says, we're strangling ourselves in caution tape riddled with holes for show. Pretense is pointless cure, is a pointless cure worse than any infectious disease. Honestly, people, we have been duped, shanghaied, screwed, raped. Uh, we, how many times, it, it's just like, you've been Sutter County supervisors, they can't, they can't do it fast enough. One's taking $4 million a year out extra, 
on an illegal tax. The other one's taking tax dollars and becoming a lending institution for for their favorite for their favorite businesses in town. You talk about crony capitalism. Capitalism is where people take their own money, invest it, and try to provide a service for their friends, <clears throat> and uh, take the risk and make a profit on that. That's capitalism. Crony capitalism is where the government gets involved and and picks and chooses businesses that they favor and benefits them with somebody else's tax dollars. Like they take my tax dollars and benefit the person next door with my tax dollars. That is criminal. The founding fathers felt that was criminal. Today, that's they think they're that's they think that's being a creative politician, a, a good elected official. You talk about being mentally ill. These people qualify. You talk about being criminal. They should be letting people out of jail because these these they didn't do anything near what these guys are doing. The guys and gals in these different city councils. And they they are just totally clueless about it. They think they're just the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> this one per said this one article, national corona hysteria will lead to dis- disproportionate suffering. <clears throat> it was talking about this uh talking about this elderly guy that was in a uh they were all you know, those people People say, oh, well, somebody actually said, oh, because you guys aren't are having church, you're going to affect my kid dying. It's It said this guy was telling this younger fellow, he said, look, son, I'm 88 in August. He said cheerfully, I've had a good run. Whatever happens to me from now on is not a effing national tragedy. That's how I feel about it. Don't ever make an effing national tragedy about my life. Right. Get over it. Bunch of old people die. Hey, they had a good run. We're not sacrificing people. They're getting medical care. It's like the hypocrisy of people to say that they're concerned about somebody dying all of a sudden when they drive by the hospital and abortion clinics. Christians die, drive by the. I, I advertise for people to, to join my trauma intervention program, right? I advertise in churches. Every year, I get 15 people that will come out. And now they're all like concerned about somebody dying. We go out on calls where people have had a severe tragedy. And now they sit in their homes eating their tacos, telling about how they're concerned about some 88-year-old person dying of COVID when they really didn't die of COVID. They're just damn hypocrites. They're in any way they. Jesus said, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. It's as simple as that. I'd rather have you ice cold or hot, but you lukewarm people, I'm vomiting you out. This guy's talking to his father, and he said, look, son, I'm 88 in August. I've had a good run. Whatever happens to me from now on, it's not a a effing national tragedy. The guy says, my father's attitude is, he believes, not uncommon among his contemporaries who understand the tough reality of old age. As he puts it with his winning sarcasm, these people in nursing homes aren't exactly snatched away in the prime of their lives, are they? Half of them don't know they're even there and don't even recognize their children when they stop by. Is that what we want for people? Are we? He's a sarcasm aside. When did life move from being precious to priceless? 
We lost 20 people to the disease in March. In the same month, we lost another 13,000 or so to other ailments and accidents, but nobody even cared. Nobody even cared. This thing is a bunch of crap. God willing, and the coronavirus lets me, I will be back next week. I hope you are too, or I hope you're not a complete hypocrite, bitter, and gossip. Talk trash all the time. You guys disgust me. See you next week. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them.